Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we're tonight's entertainment. Take me to the volcano. It's really called this. You have to ask for the vinegar with the mother in it. Oh, come on. Quick I need, no. Seriously. Maybe Bed Bath & Beyond, I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. But uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Live from Blue Haven, New York City. It is Thursday night. It is 8 p.m. It is time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete on January the 24th, 2013. We are live from the back room of Blue Haven, once again doing a live remote. We always do the show live. We're always live. It's not like we're... We don't record it. We stream it. We do it live. But we're on location. Here, Cal, you're here, I'm live. Here. That's right. Cal. We're streaming, we're recording, uh, people are shaking hands, there's a lot of people here, so welcome to Radio Unload with Cal and Sampi. we got a ton to talk about tonight in the world of New York sports, all right, no big deal, nice. And once again, uh, thanks to Blue Haven here in New York, we're in the back room. If you're in the New York City area, we're going to be chatting for a couple of hours, come down, say hi. We are once again privileged. Cal, I would do, I would say may privileged, honored, honored, if you will, fortunate, fortunate, definitely, definitely. We are CCR here. We are fortunate son. I hate that song. I hate that band. I think that's a discussion for another night. Yes. Uh, let's uh, uh, thank uh, our sound man from the Yayas, Mr. Jay Mafali. Uh, Kefa, Jay, you're back again. Nice, great. It's uh, it's my pleasure, boys. Yes, welcome back. Jay is doing the sound, has us all set up in the back room here. It looks like a pro gig. There's napkins everywhere. I'm not sure. <laughs> I got a banner. Did you guys see the banner nice? Look, I got a banner made. There's a banner. Ba- JC, you know Arrested Development, right? Look at banner, Michael. Look at banner. <laughs> You're killing me, Buster. Uh, I got a banner made. We're in the back room again. Uh, thanks to Megan. Thanks to Dermot. Uh Rory. Uh, here at Blue Haven. If you're in the area, calm down. Hang out. We're going to talk sports for the next two hours, Cal. Why not? We're here. 
You might as well. That was exasperated. But well, you no, I'm that. saying. We're here. I know we're what, here. What else are we going to do right now? Last There's time, microphones in our face. Last time we did the live remote, you were uh, Typhoid Mary. I wasn't around. I was quarantined, yeah. You did not look good. No. no. You were very peaked. Much better now. You have a lot better color I got right a now. little bit of color. We also have a wardrobe problem. We're going to need to bring in an art director or something because you, I think you may be wearing the same shirt as the first time we did it. I am, but they didn't save the tape, and so nobody we're, knows. We're taking pictures. Yeah, nobody knows. Everybody's going to know. I got a haircut. You did get a haircut. So it's different. You look nice. You have a beard. I have a ridiculous beard. You said you were going to get rid of that beard. I did say I was going to get rid of the beard two weeks ago. It was my NHL lockout beard. Right. I'm watching an NHL game right now. We are watching. We speak, and you have a beard. We're here, we should stress, again, we're here at Blue Blue Haven, Haven. sponsors the show, Uh, there's sports on everywhere, they're having a huge Super Bowl deal, awesome, awesome pants, it's at the corner of Houston and Thompson, in the village, or the village, if you're watching when Harry met Sally, (laughs) I go to her village, she looked pretty good to me, I love that, I remember watching that movie, Uh, actually Jay, I saw that movie with Jason O'Connell, our old friend Jason O'Connell. Uh, in, in in the theater, and we were. Did you see that in the theater, JC? When Harry met Sally. Were you old enough? Yeah. No, no, that was like that was like ninth grade. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and just when that little guy came out and he's talking about his wife, she looked pretty good to me. So I say to the men, okay. That's how I uh, actually proposed, by the way. <laughs> Which that was it. That was it. At that movie? At that movie. Wow. I was in ninth grade. Like you know a good melody. Teresa was in Texas. How did that... Wow. Very difficult. That's logistically impossible. I didn't uh, bring you in. It feels well, awkward. I'm here. But so. it feels awkward. All right, go ahead. But we are in the same place. Right. So I can't really bring you on stage no like Dino style. Hi, everyone. Right. Yeah. Mr. Brian Calneva Calpino Caliente. Brian. Uh, we're joined by a lot of people here. My, my cousin Louise is here. Uh, and my cousin, Michelle, up from Nashville, Cal. Wow. Haven't seen her. This is no joke. Have not seen this girl in 25 years. Unbelievable. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, a, a sect of my family. We call it a sect because it is biblical. Like the way your dad moved down to Nashville, away from the Italians, and changed his name and everything. Although he's half Polish. Right. Just a good head. And uh, he... He moved down to Nashville 30 years ago, Cal, and my dad took us down there on one of those weekend trips. Okay. I was 13. It was the first time I was ever on a plane. Went down to Nashville, and I saw Michelle. That's the last time I saw her before tonight. She's a huge fan of the show. I'm, it's nice. She looks exactly the same. You're, you're not a lot of, I mean, you're 25 years older, which for you, what were you, nine then? Oh, man. She's low to the ground. Low to the gravity. <laughs> She's awesome. She loves the show. Goes crazy. Because she was raised a Met Jet and Islander fan in Nashville. Wow, that must have been tough. Not an easy gig. Wow. It's tough in New York. <laughs> I can't imagine how tough it is in Nashville. That combo right now might be better in Nashville. It might be. That's true. Like you don't have to deal with the deluge. The deluge every day. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm, I'm here. I'm raring to go. You look fired up. I am. I missed the last one. You don't look at all fired up. I'm, I'm extremely fired up. Okay. I missed the last one. If I want to get going. going here. I want to talk sports. Oh, all right. You have to be a jerk <laughs> about it. <laughs> well, it's tension on the thing. Well, you got to be a tough guy. Talking sports. Let's do it. Okay. Well, we should talk to PJ. PJ's here. Oh, right. I forgot him. Hi, PJ. Hi, Peach. 
He's been waiting anxiously. His little microphone is red. It's been red for a while. Hi, Peach. Hi, Peach. Hi, everybody. Speak up, son. Up, up, son, up. Yes. How are How are you? I'm great. I'm a pr- I'm a proud proud father this week. Uh, okay, I missed the nine months that preceded this. No, this is, I'm not a new father. What? You just adopt one? What are you? We, no, proud a proud proud papa. Uh, my daughter got two articles in the school newspaper, and uh, we had a parent teacher conference about my son. And we walked in, and she said he's a genius. And then and then we had to leave. It was great. I bet she says that to all the parents, by the way. No. I don't think so. Did you get the no, feeling she... the pat line? No. Genius. Susan, I got a I got a reservation about eight fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> so Lily uh Lily, your daughter's doing an expose? What? Was it uh salacious or what? She She does. Well she she you know, she camps out in a dumpster with a with a photographer and they're doing some investigative reporting. Can't say on who. She's ready to cover the Jets. Maybe. Yeah. What are they serving in the cafeteria these days? <laughs> What's your eating? Actually, could kill actually, you. What, one, of the, one of the articles she did was about the food and the quality of the food at one of their uh, sixth grade socials. It was pretty funny. It was an expose. You think? <laughs> was it hard hitting? It was a hard hitting expose about hot dogs and tater tots. And couldn't they have done better? But was it thought-provoking at the same time? It made me think. Right. It made you think, like, I can't believe I'm sending my kid to the school. She's <laughs> on her way. Wait till, you, wait till we tell you what they're putting in the tater tots. After this. <laughs> but first, kickball. Is it torture? <laughs> uh, that's great to hear, Peach. I'm very proud of your children, as always. Congrats, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're really you. You have a, a big fun load planned for us later, do you not? We're gonna play. Yeah, we're gonna play a, um, a, a game that has it, has it has two alternate titles. It's either called um, "Who Ruined It" or uh, "You Suck." I'm not sure which. All right, and the and the premise of this fun load is uh, who, what actor or actress uh, or athlete uh, will make you just not watch. As soon as you hear their name, even though you were going to go in, hey, I'll look at that, and then you hear this person's name, and you're like, mm, nope, not going there. Okay. I have a, I have a, list, I have a list movie-wise that's like a scroll. Like I'm going to roll out like Santa like, Claus. Like credits. Like closing Shot them down. <laughs> it is just going to roll down. All right, Peach, we'll talk to you in a bit. We're going to go. Uh, oh, wait, wait. No, i got to do this. Yeah. i got to do this. So my cousin, uh, Michelle, uh, had said to me, uh, you know, I'm going to be at the show. Uh, I have a gift for Wesley that is the most wildly uh, inappropriate, not sexual, inappropriate gift I could possibly Wait a minute, get. He's two. He's two. What could right. be? No, no, what not that inappropriate gift? for a two-year-old. Right, exactly. She, she was saying that it was inappropriate in general. Okay. And don't think anything. No, I know. I'm looking at it, so I'm just right. selling the whole. So I got Peach. I got this gift, and I'm going to hold this up to the to the audience here. This is the most magnificent thing I've ever seen. It is a. Uh, I'm just going to read it. Uh, uh, by Right Light. Right Light makes this. We should give them a plug because we could use a sponsor. Passover Ten Plagues finger puppets. Okay. Uh, there will be a picture of this up. 
accompanying the episode, Peach. Um, so there's ten finger puppets here uh, that represent the ten plagues. Fun and educational. It's fun and educational. That's so right here. That's it right there. And ages That's adorable. I, it's got to be three and up. I mean, you don't want you know a two-year-old to get a hold of this when they really no. don't understand the plagues. You know, it's really a three when you grasp the punishment that is coming. Yeah. Well, that's when my kids started asking me about the plague. Right. So let me read through here. We have uh, the finger puppet that's Boils. Cal- sure. sure. Looks a lot like the Purdue Boilermaker mascot, does it not? <laughs> uh, we have uh, Hail, which is, for some reason, looks like a Rankin-Bass sort of, right? Like, that's like a heat miser kind of looking guy. Yeah. Uh, he looks claymation. Uh, darkness. That's scary. Darkness is just a black puppet with, with, a, with a downturned face. With a frown. I can't even describe to you how magnificent this is. Uh, wildly inappropriate, it has a, uh, a, a child that is no longer with us that says firstborn. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, no, I'm I, Peach, not making this up. And then, uh, inexplicably, there's a lion with no title. Like, it has every plague. There's lice. There's right. hogs. That's the plague of the jungle. That's... That's what that one That's is. the jungle plague? Right. <laughs> there will be lots. Didn't uh, Rudyard Kipling write that, the jungle plague? Okay, that was wild. That was wild stuff. PG, you okay? I'm great. That's what true. happened? <laughs> I guess that's the plague. We made fun of the lions. Well, there you go. Wow. Did we, did we lose power? No, I just... No, I, I think we we had some sort of a static situation with the uh, the netbook, but it doesn't matter because I was talking about the lion plague. And that... Okay, I'm putting this thing down. You bet. You better put that down because I felt that one. <laughs> this, thing is, this thing is powerful. Okay, thank you for that. I think. Wow. No, that's good. Yeah, how come? There, is there an archaeologist that comes with that? Is it? Who do we have working on that, JC? Top men. <laughs> That's the Ark of the Covenant, that thing. It may be. Wow. Okay. Did that hurt your hands? Yes. <laughs> I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Belloc to like melt and his face melts up. Anyway, thank you. That's a lovely gift. If anybody I think you might want to get that blessed or sprinkle some holy water on it before you bring it in the house. Should it be smoking? <laughs> right. Why is my chair spinning around? Okay. Right. Um, Peach, anyway, I'll, I'll send you a picture of this thing. It's magnificent. I can't wait to see it. And I have, you, your cousin's going to have to tell me where to get one for my kids. <laughs> right. We will let everybody know where you can pick one of these up. The Jews. I want to be the first on my block to have one. I wonder what that could be. The Jews in the audience are also smacking the microphone. Oh, man. Fire I don't... That's right. right. My buddy JC said they do run the media, even podcasts. I didn't even know it went to our little podcast. Everything. If there's a microphone. Right. All right, Peach, we'll talk to you in a bit. Very good. Yes. Uh, okay, so uh, let's talk about the sports type stuff. Okay. Well, we were off last week because we were supposed to do a show on Friday night, and I had a work meltdown. Right. Still gainfully employed. It worked out. Yeah. Not great. It was like a Corey Feldman movie, <laughs> the way that it worked out. It did work out you like know? a Corey Feldman. Oh, I left it at the other place. There was a <laughs> Yeah. And Corey Haim was there. Right. Lasted all night. 
It did last all night. Drunk I had, kids in a car. I had 14 hours of absolute work misery. So uh, we had to cancel the show. But we're back. In that time, we were going to talk about that night. It was good to do so. We were going to talk about Mante Teo. But uh, we're not going to talk about that. I, I mean, maybe later. Maybe I know JC has something to say about that. Yeah, maybe should we bring him in? Yes, should we bring him. Let's welcome in. I uh, think we should just do this now. Let's get it out of the way right. before we talk about the the Jets and the Mets and the Topical. Islanders and the Rangers and the Knicks and the and the. I sound like Piscopo now, and the Knicks and the Hawks and the Bucks. Chico Escuela. Uh Let's welcome into the microphone and to the program, uh, buddy of ours, uh, JC. JC, hi. Thank you guys. Good, up, it's good to be here. Uh, so give me your give me your take. First of all, Cal. Must preface, J.C. is a huge Hartford Whaler fan. The Whale. You were at the Ranger game the other night? I was actually at the game last night. Uh, I hate hockey since the Whalers left Hartford, but I hate the Bruins even more, so I was there purely for spite last night. Good. Nice. Nothing like attending a sporting event just for spite. That's always acceptable. Most most of the things I do in my life are just for spite. So give me your, uh, we should preface, J.C., a big Yankee fan. Big Yankee fan. Huge Yankee fan. Okay. Good ball player. I'm not that big. No, you're, you're a slim, you know. slim guy. Uh, went to Michigan? I did. In fact, uh, earlier this year I was out in South Bend for the Michigan-Notre Dame game, and the big uh, the big news, everybody was wearing their, their Leos for Teos or whatever. You know, he had lost his grandmother. He had lost his imaginary girlfriend right. at the time. We didn't know that at the no, time. No. We didn't know that at the time. No, all I know was he played like, you know, one fired-up Hawaiian that day, and Broke my soul. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I hate his imaginary dead girlfriend for that. Right. So what do you make of this story? I mean, what? Look. Uh, there's a million ways to go us, in it, but just give, me, just give me a quick. Who among us hasn't fallen for an imaginary Polynesian girl online? With a guy's voice. Um, yeah, well, you know. Because that came out today. You know. Um, like apparently it it was what? this uh, Teresa Sissopo, uh you know the whole time. Uh, again, as I say, if you if you haven't fallen for an imaginary Polynesian girl online, you just you, you haven't lived. No, that's true. Do you think it hurts his draft status? I think uh, his performance against Alabama <laughs> hurt his draft status, but I think people are actually getting to be sympathetic. To him, they think he got conned, and maybe he, he he admitted he lied a little bit about it because he was embarrassed. Right. So it but, did swing. It's starting to swing back around. But but I, but I think it may also help explain his Alabama performance that he was kind of at sea, and uh, and, and and whether that's good or bad, I don't know because you know now a team has to worry. Okay, every time an imaginary online girl dies on him, is he gonna have a bad game? Right. You know. Is he, and you can you can tell a lot about a guy's character when his imaginary online hoax girlfriend dies on him. You know the fact that he didn't go to the imaginary funeral. <laughs> how do you, do how you, you step up? Do you yeah. think the team that drafts him will just take his computer away from him and won't allow him to go online? Well, have you seen? There's all these stories now about all these NFL guys with their like imaginary like. Oh, everybody's got one. Yeah, it's like the thing. It's like yeah. a, it's like having a Kardashian. Right. You know? It's like. The NBA has Kardashians. The NFL has imaginary Polynesian girlfriends. Yeah. Except with a with a Kardashian, you actually have to like physically be around them, which is torturous yeah. enough. Yeah. Like, well, this, no, physically being around them is fine. It's it's emotionally, mentally being around them that's, that's the true. problem. Or listening yeah. to them. In fact, I think several of the plagues may be reflected in, <laughs> in the Kardashian. Kardashian lineage. 
They might, they might be the, li- the lion. Right. I don't know. Let's talk about the lion again. Um, last thing on, on Matthew Teo, and then I want to get a, I have a quick question for you about uh, uh, the Yankees. Because we don't have a lot of Yankee guys on the show or whatever. We used to, uh, but I'm not bitter. It's fine. There's probably a reason for it. Um, but the last thing on this, obviously, like you said, it's starting to swing back like sentiment-wise. At what point, is it during the NFL Combines or whatever that we get the full story, or do we ever get the full story? I, I think we know the full story. I think you we think do. it's accepted? I think, I think he was scammed by this guy. You know, he's a naive... Does he know him? Does he know... I, there's, there's reports that he knew uh, he, he Raniah may, he, he may, he may. before. He, he may have, but I don't think he was part of the, the genesis of the, the hoax. I think he, he perpetuated it once he found out because he didn't know what to do because he's a 22-year-old kid and, you know, uh, in a very public and embarrassing way. But, but did he perpetuate it because of the Heisman Trophy or because he was embarrassed? I think probably because he was embarrassed. Okay. I mean, look, it's hard to put yourself in the head of a 22-year-old Hawaiian Mormon Heisman Trophy candidate if you haven't, I don't if you haven't been there. All. There's only two of them. <laughs> um, but I, I think it was mostly embarrassment. But but look, look, there are teammates of his who've said he enjoyed the attention that it brought. So so maybe it was some of that too. Well, I've done Katie Kirk. So I think the one thing that I saw that was like really just said it all for me was when everything is breaking, somebody released an online video of the pep rally before the Michigan game. Yeah, I, I remember. When supposedly a number of his teammates already knew that she didn't exist. Or, you know, it was not talked about, but we are like, who's your online girlfriend? Like, enough. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the pep rally and they're giving out lays and people are clapping and going crazy and starting the chant and the AD or whoever's leading the pep rally is like, let's bring Mance out of here. You know, he's been so inspirational. And his teammates are in the back, JC, like, oh my goodness. But, but you know, you know they, they, they won that game. They won every other game. So, well, you know. Not every if, other game. I, look, put it this way. Put it this way. I, I wish that, that some of Michigan's guys would have imaginary online <laughs> Polynesian girlfriends. Now look, put it in. I'm sure there's Maybe room. the Jets, maybe Sanchez <laughs> could use an online imaginary Polynesian Sanchez girlfriend. Sanchez could use something. Yeah. Imaginary. Or real. Real <laughs> like, would be good. Like confidence. Uh- we can wait two weeks. We get the get the Victors, maybe? Or, or no. Brass Bonanza? How about the Whalers? So uh, with the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one question on the Yankees. Is, uh, are you people on austerity? What's happening over there? You're not going to sign anybody? It's, look, we're, we're... Like $2 we're trillion dollars a, for each row? Really? There's a, there's a financial crisis. You can't, you can't just be spending money willy-nilly on the Kevin Browns of the world anymore. Um, Do you, you know, think I like, this is I like fiscal what they, responsibility? I, I think they're just out of ideas. Right. Okay. I, you know, I, I don't know what to say. It's been a really... You think Brian Cashman just scratching his head? <laughs> I think he just he doesn't know what to do when All right. Georgie's not around telling him what to do. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. All right. We'll come, we'll come back later. All right. For the ruinous stuff. JC, yeah. our buddy. He's a lawyer. He knows a lot about the law. It's good to know. He also... JC and I play baseball together. That's so we go back uh, five, six years. Oh, okay. In fact, JC got the winning hit. Drove in the winning run in our one championship season. Hey, all right. And who had the big play in that inning? A bunt. That's right. Sam Pete bunted. That's right. Everybody was playing back. It was not a full swing. <laughs> terrible. That's a terrible job by you. I bunted on purpose for a hit. And it worked. 
I went all Tom Berenger. I went all Jake Taylor and punted for a hit. You never did that, ever. This is from a guy who pulls his back leg out, flails at the ball, and hit, which is how he took every swing. Well, he got the base hit, though. He won the works. game. He won the game. You went Luis Gonzalez on that base hit. That was definitely a Luis Gonzalez base hit. But, it, hey, our championship. We sell, We actually won a championship in the last at-bat, coming from behind in the last inning. And J.C. got a walk-off. Unbelievable. It was a little believable. Why was it? No, I mean, like, it was exciting. We were the better team. Oh. <laughs> All right. We, uh, we haven't been able to talk in two weeks. We have Jet stuff to do. We have Mets stuff to do. Uh, do you want to start with the Jets? Do you want to go to the Knicks and then go back to the Jets? Whatever you like. All right, fine. Big unload, okay? Brought to you by Blue Haven. We're sitting here. Usually I do a nice big online read. I'm just going to say this. We're here. Megan's here. You can still say something nice about the bar. I should, yeah. I mean, we're Why here. Why don't you do it? I, I, I don't do it every week. So you I don't, don't do the read. I don't have it, I know. you know, memorized. Okay, the big unload is brought to you by Blue Haven NYC, Blue Haven Sports Bar in Greenwich Village on the corner of Houston and Thompson. And the big news is obviously the Super Bowl is coming up in two weeks. It's on February 3rd, Sunday, February 3rd. There's like a nice insignia on the window here. It's very, very cool. Who did that, Megan? Matt, Matt, oh, wow, Chalk Talk. Let's give a little promo. Chalk Talk, Jay, you have that number? Let's get the number up. This is turning into a Jerry Lewis telethon. Let's post that number up again. But I'm going to have to read it backwards because it's written 347-807-3378. the number to call. Make a donation. Our people are waiting for you now. Let's go to the board. Let's go to the tote board. See what we've... Rosen Garden, what do we have? We're actually going to need another $3,000 before we can get to the next part of the show. So that we only need like two people to call in for $1,500 each. Great. And that way we could bring us into uh, the next, uh, right before the news starts up. And now the end is near. I need to have a, the lozenge in, like Jerry Lewis always said the Right. I did it and my way. And the bow tie way. hanging around your neck. <laughs> right. Which was never done. No. I mean, he looked like he was beat up by that point. Like he had been mugged. The tie and the jacket is all. Jerry Lewis, that's not right. It's his telethon. (laughs) You can't do that. Can we raise money for Jerry Lewis? Oh boy. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, the Super Bowl here at Blue Haven. There's a huge screen. How big is the screen? Seven feet. That's a lot of screen. Uh, The game will be on here. They'll have all kinds of specials. The food is great. The beer is great. There's a ton of beer. How many beers on tap? 16 beers on tap. Just quick. I may try all 16 tonight. Um, but the beers are on tap. Are great. There's going to be specials. There's going to be a lot of people watching the game. I'm sure you guys have a box pool. Right. There's no box pool here. Megan doesn't know what I'm talking about. And the show's about to end. So, get up. It's every time you touch your iPod. Your iPad. It's your iPad. I'll put it away. You don't have to put it away. I'll put it away. Why are we a married couple? He he doesn't like Go me. Go on. The, he doesn't like me in this shirt. Okay, so anyway, the big unload brought to you by Blue Haven. We are here. We are live. Uh, yes, for a while. Matt is here. Keith is here. I know. Keith. Keith is here. I love Keith Wilson. Love you. Love you. Mean it. Um, PJ just played the odd couple of music. I usually get to see Keith twice a year. Right. 
at our fantasy draft. Right. That's correct. So this is like a bonus keep experience. Asking him never to return. Jay's eating a uh, hamburger nice. How's that burger nice? A spoon. That is a ladle, you ignoramus. <laughs> now it's garbage. <laughs> um, okay, so big unload. To me, is the Jets. Has to be the Jets. They hired their GM. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. It's a new life for me. It's a new dawn. He said he had some special music for the Jets offseason. Happening. I don't know. I don't know. This is, we suddenly turned into the Golden Globes here. This is ready to unload. And then they like when they're announcing this picture. Right, and then a montage of everything. Right. This is where this is where uh Adrian Brody is like two friends from New York who started a podcast. <laughs> this is the nominee for best podcast. This is ready to unload. And then I don't I don't do sound clips. I do sound montages. That well, that was a montage. You do soundscapes. I do soundscapes. Thank you for noticing my art. You're not so much. You're more of a production stylist. It was a message of hope. <laughs> Thank you, Robert Plant. This is a song of hope. Did you ever notice how every Led Zeppelin song live was a song of hope? Every one of them. No what it was. Well, I have a recording of them from like 74 and down. This is a song of hope. This is, this is a song song. that we hope we finish this gig alive. This is a song a new dawn. about the Pope. It's a new day. Called it my time of dying. Tomorrow. Uh, playing it again. He's playing it again. Look, they hired a GM today. Let me get your... I know you don't do impressions. Let me get your impressions of the new GM of the Jets, John Idzik. John Idzik. King from Seattle. Idzik. I love it. Okay. Look, I said to you that this is how it was going to go down. When the Jets made the hire for the GM, it was going to go this way. The media is going to make fun of it. Check. And criticize it. Yes. Jet fans, the majority are going to hate it. Pretty much. And going to be upset about it. And it was going to be only the Jets. LOL Jets. Same old Jets. Same old Jets. Right. They hired another bean counter. <laughs> right. That, so we have that check. Right. And then what were you going to do? I was going to talk myself into it by Monday. And, and, and it's check. A lot quicker than Monday, That's I'd have right. to say. <laughs> I am now convinced that it was the right hire. What did you make of his press conference? I know you didn't see it, but you saw the highlights. You saw the clips. The amazing thing to me was, by the time the spin cycle for the Jets took place, it was a terrible hire. While the press conference was going on, like on Twitter and stuff, it was a great hire. He really handles himself well. He handled the Revis questions well. All this stuff. And now all of a sudden, he's not... By, by 6 o'clock, it was a joke. Well, talk about the last line of the press conference. Because I didn't hear the press conference... But he had the greatest line that any new... Yeah, this was great. He you did know, the, he new had person the, coming into New York has ever he done. He had what somebody on Twitter, our buddy Joe Caparoso on TurnOnTheJets.com had a, called the drop the mic moment from like coming to America where he was just like, sexual chocolate! Where the, the question was, I was watching the presser. The question was, how do you deal with the perception? There's a lot of perception that you are only a cap specialist. 
and that your your experience is only with the cap, blah blah blah. And how do you deal with that? And he went, again, we're using this word. I'm I'm paraphrasing, but again, we're using this word perception. I think there's a lot of misperceptions out there. Um, but you know, you New York journalists are among the most resourceful in the world. If you want to find out about my past, there's plenty of people to ask, and they'll tell you my experience in personnel. And it was like he was like, yeah. Like, oh, snap. Oh, it, was, it was off snap. Wow. Like, and in it, that one moment. He should have just walked off at that point. He, he did, basically. It was oh, the yeah. last question. <laughs> so it was the last question he took, and he was just like, he was just, he was just like, he was trying to also leave it on a good note. So you're still seeing the press conference, and he, like, waves to the guys. He's like, okay, guys, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Here was the weird thing. Woody Johnson and Rex Ryan talked to the media after he spoke. So all the spin cycle, negative for the Jets, the negative uh, narrative for the Jets, happened after when they spoke. That's right. Okay. And then it was Woody with Revis. And, of course, we should address that, right? Like, what do you make of of the rumor that Darrell Revis, that Woody Johnson wants to trade Darrell Revis? Honestly, I don't have a problem if they want to trade him. What I what I don't like, I, there's two things I don't like about it. Number one, the two things I don't like. Number one is that Revis was a little a little sensitive about it. He was very sensitive about it. You know, be yeah. be a pro, right? And just deal with it. Darrell you know, Revis's response was, "Well, that's upsetting, basically." Right. Everybody's anybody's been traded. Right. You know, he's not above being traded. Start when, but it comes from the owner. Well, that's the second thing. That's the second problem I have with it is that he denied knowing where it started. Right. He had no idea. I, I don't know how that started. He's denied. He, he's 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 protesting too much lately when yeah. when spoken to. Can we do and this? I don't believe him. Can we do this? Can we like after today? So he introduced the GM. Okay, I think it's a good hire. I really do. I do too. I think it's a good hire because it's very unjet-like. Exactly. They went through a very thorough process. They obviously investigated all the candidates very thoroughly. I mean, it wasn't a situation like he answered that question beautifully too, Brian. The question was, we can't give the job away. Like there's a perception. Like nobody Jay Glazer, wanted this right, job. Jake Glazer reported that we and Mike Florio reported that nobody wants this job. How do you respond to that? And he goes, look, there's a lot of perceptions out there that I don't care about. Everybody in this building wanted me, and I wanted all of them. So whatever. Whatever you guys want to do. His whole response in a very professional business-type sense was, whatever. Whatever you guys want to do, knock yourself out. They asked him about the circus mentality, the dysfunction, all that stuff. And he was like, okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. But is he a nerd? He's a nerd. Okay. He's a complete tool. That's all right. That's all right. He, he, He had the audacity to thank his family. Yeah, that was that was some of the comments that struck me about that was that he was thanking his. That was the Bray, first. I love you. I love you. Thank you. Our waitress, great, magnificent. Just keeps bringing me those beverages. She knows. <laughs> she knows, doesn't. And I also know my wife's not listening. I. What? what? The, the one night she listens, <laughs> you're, you are going to get burned. As my iPad lights up, my phone lights up. <laughs> I don't want to FaceTime with you right now. Uh, no, but go on. You, you were saying. I don't know what I was saying. What was I saying? <clears throat> you were saying about uh, about 
in, oh, the thing that struck me was that the con- the negative comments about him was that he opened with talking about his family. Like it was almost like they were just ready to jump on him with the criticism. It was all queued up yeah. and ready to go. And Look, this, this, there was a great article I read last week from, uh, and I, this I want to talk about from Connor uh, or at the Star Ledger about Marty Morningweg being hired and the new offense for the Jets and stuff like that's the stuff I want to talk about. But it's like it's like Pacino in Godfather Three, like the oldest cliched. They're pulling me back in. The media keeps pulling me back in, and that's something else I wanted to talk to you tonight about, which was Twitter. I have a Twitter problem. What kind of I problem? Need, I need to stop. Stop what? Stop reading it. To, stop posting. To stop stop interacting. I need to stop checking it. I need to stop in, not not even the interaction because I stop myself for the interaction. Look, we've talked about it before on the show. Twitter has changed the way you watch sports. It's not the naked pictures, Matt. Thanks, though, for bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's the Anthony Wieners. It's, that's the problem. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. We're not supposed to talk blue. That's. I'm sorry. Um, no, I, I, my problem was, or is becoming, I check it too often. I'm on it too much. When I first got on Twitter, it was like a nice little additional thing to following sports. Now it's all I do. Like every day, like I'm on it too much. You know what I mean? Like I'm on it way too much. Can I tell you what I did? Please. This might help you. I'm, I'm asking for help. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some help. This is a cry for help. Hey, do, this is folks outside saying hello. Cold. Very cold. Yes. People outside... Are mouthing to us how cold it is. Come inside. Come on in. It's warm in here. The burger's nice. You know what I mean? It's no big deal. Have a brandy snifter. I'm sure there's snifters back there. I can't read lips. What are they saying? I don't know. It's filthy, though. (laughs) Well, then. There's uh, there's folks passing us by at Blue Haven saying hello because we're in the big window. We're in a fishbowl. It's all right. Thank you. All right. I don't know what she just said. I don't know. She said something about Mark Sanchez and the West Coast offense. I don't know how she knew we were talking about that. No, no, no. What she was telling you was that when you go on Twitter, <laughs> this is what I did. She's good. She's really good. She knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> we're talking about like a 57-year-old woman, by the way, who's freezing her womanhood off. Basically, what I've done is I have... Because what? Her womanhood. I, what am I going to say? I heard her... <laughs> They're, what, they're, the, wait, what am I looking for? The Italian word. Uh, her lady parts. Thank you. This reminds me of my grandmother with a lady friend. Right. Stephen, do you have a lady friend? Is there someone you're seeing nice? Are you courting someone? Are you courting someone nice? I have a number of lady friends, Grandma. I try to, you know, listen to me, Irene. Don't, don't pin me down. Is it serious? Is, is she Italian? Because it would be better. Do Just we saying. think that she's the one? <laughs> right. That was like, yeah, I, don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when I got the she's the one. Yeah. That was far in. Well, how far? That was like a, that was like a couple of months of dating where it had to be like, That's not that are far. we going to be hearing the wedding? I don't know why I made her Jewish either. <laughs> like, it's an Italian grandmother on Long Island. They're all, they're all interchangeable. They're very, they're very similar. So um, anyway, so listen, this is what I did. I, yeah. I, I stopped following Twitter. All of the negative beat writers. I, start, I, started with, I started with the bloggers, 
that were negative. And then, I, and then I started one by one. I started deleting all of the... And we've, we have gone over the names on this show. We, yeah, we have discussed We've called people. them out by name. And I've just deleted them. I've just, I've just stopped following them. I don't... You know what? I made a rule literally today. And today was the worst day to try this. I'm going to tell you why I did that too. But go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say because of the press conference. This was the worst day to attempt the first day of this. Right. Three times a day. That's all I get. I get the morning, I get lunch, and I get after work. That's okay. It. If something goes down that, and you know what ruined Twitter for me in this way? I found out about Osama bin Laden on uh, being uh, killed on Twitter. <laughs> and that's what I had just like started with Twitter. I wasn't really into it. I was up at like 3.30 in the morning because Wesley was awake. And like I had the little guy, and like I went to like the bathroom and checked Twitter, and they got Osama bin Laden. And I was like on the ground floor. I felt like... Yeah, but guess what? If you had been watching the Met Philly game earlier that night, that's how you would have known. I was watching. Oh, I, was, I didn't watch the game that you night. You didn't watch the game that night. That's right. When they all started chanting USA in Philadelphia. Right. They put it up on the scoreboard. And, right. So this is, this is my point. This is, this, that was perfect. Because my point is you don't need the beat writers to get you the news that you need right. because the bloggers that you follow that are positive and intelligent and are like-minded are going to give you that news anyway. You're right. Right? A guy – I'm not going to say the name, but a, a, guy, a beat writer that's negative all the time, that's pushing his negative narrative, right, and he's posting news skewed in the negative way, you're going to get that news somewhere else. Yeah. So he's not providing you any content. No, you're right. You're right, and so we've, just, we've had these guys, the, the bloggers, we've had them on the show. Like, that's what we're trying to right. do. Right, exactly, and that's kind of where it's That's heading. all I need to follow, is what you're saying. Exactly. There is something still, though. You're not going to miss anything. I know you're, you're, you I are know. deathly afraid of missing something. <laughs> you're not. Sorry, my life. You are not going <laughs> to miss it. I, my mother is somewhere nodding her head furiously. <laughs> that's, yes, since he's two. That's <laughs> why. That's why you used to pass out on the floor. Like, you would run and run and run until they passed out on the floor. Because, heavens forbid, he missed something. Uh, and Wesley's, Wesley's well, the same way. obviously. Wesley's the same way. Like, just waiting for, like, uh, he waits for me tonight to, like, be stop, Like, to just stop doing everything. Like, okay, I can go to bed now. Probably nothing cool is going to go down. Right. I don't know. Dad may start dancing. Maybe that happens. <laughs> I can't go to sleep yet. So yes, I may. I, I need to. You're right. I need to pare down who I follow. It's the only way to 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 be okay with this. But yet I'll say this, and then I really want to move on to uh, the hiring itself, and then to the Knicks and the Islanders and the Rangers and the Mets. Um, it's still pretty fascinating to follow a live event like a press conference, like that introductory press conference today on Twitter. Yes. It's like I'm watching it live, streaming on the Jets' website. You okay there? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have a cough button. <laughs> we need a cough button. Jay, Jay is, is that in the budget? <laughs> Just turned your mic down. That's it. You're out. Um, you, when you're watching a live event, do you have you guys done? I don't. You're not. You're on. You're just recently on Twitter, right, JC? So you're not. You, Michelle, you're not on Twitter. A little bit. Keith's not even on Facebook. Keith like, still like, sends up smoke signals. Hey, you want to hang out Tuesday night? Sends a note. Right. He sends a carrier pigeon. <laughs> hey, you want to? Like, we should get together. Go see the radiators. Um, Why is he calling me? 
know. <laughs> who, who calls now? Who calls now? Like I, when I text Keith, he gets upset. <laughs> and what you can't, you can't call me. You can't take the two minutes. You're not a text guy. He he, right. he is a gorilla texter. All right, all right, all right. Well, I have talked to text on the iPhone. It works. Changed my life. Uh, Matt's not on Twitter. Um, but if if you're on Twitter and you watch a a live event, Megan, it's super cool for like the Golden Globes. Like I follow like I've told you this before. Like if you watch a, a, a an award ceremony like that. And, like, I follow, like, Steve Martin and Patton Oswalt and, like, all these very funny people who are watching the Golden Globes at the same time. It's hilarious. It's magnificent. Because they're commenting on, you're getting to see, like, a comedic genius like Steve Martin comment in live time. You know, like, when Jodie Foster made her speech, her, like, banana speech, like, Twitter blew up. It was crazy. The comedians were like tripping over each other to try to like make a joke or whatever. But that's but that's part of the problem is that you get the same thing twenty times at once because everybody. If you, well, yeah, but you get like Jeffrey Ross's take on it was different. Well, than, comedians uh, are different. If you if you're following a press conference and you've got twelve beat writers in the room, but that's the cool thing. You see who's you see who is really going to push the negative narrative, specifically with the Jets. Like, I, I still follow all the beat writers. So you see who's like, oh, I see how I can spin this. Right. They're all reporting on the same exact thing. That's true. And you see the same, you see the same piece of information 12 different ways. That's right. Exactly. Okay. Based on who has to sell the newspaper. All right. You know, like, Samini's tweet about a certain statement is different than uh, Kim Martin's tweet, who covers the Jets for Newsday, but it's the same statement. Like, the, the guy just made the same statement. It's like instant spin. Right. It's spinstant. Spinstant. Trademark that, PJ. Trademark that. Peach. Peach, please, please jump. We have, well, it's a good thing. You good do IP stuff, don't you, Jason? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we have a lawyer here. Trademark that. Spin. Spinstant. Can I, can I just, as a quick aside, since we're talking about trademarking, and it's, and it's sports-related. Make it a long rambling aside. No, 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 no. We're not we going to do that. Colin Kaepernick is trying to trademark his name. Kaepernick. Kaepernicking. <laughs> like T-Bowing? Yes. So when he scored the other day against Atlanta and he flexed his bicep, oh. that, that maneuver of flexing your bicep, he's trying to trademark his Kaepernicking. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. He has six games in the NFL, and, he's, and that's what he's worried about. Yeah, that's that's good. This is why, and I have to give all credit to Simmons. I'm sure you read that or heard it on the podcast. He said it three weeks ago. He said, we may be looking at the, very, the live Willie Beeman. He is. Kaepernick is Willie Beeman from any given Sunday. He's played like five games, and he's a huge star, and he's got tattoos, and he doesn't look like what he's supposed to for a quarterback, and he doesn't play the position in a, in a, uh, you know, a standard traditional manner. Right, a traditional manner. Yeah. He's got a coach who's a little uptight. He's like an alternative quarterback. He is like an alt quarterback. And people don't like that. That's right. They're scared of him. He would be doing stand-up at Largo. Like, he's an alt quarterback. He frightens people. He does. <laughs> he goes against the machine. He does. We're going to talk about We're not going to talk about the Super Bowl this week. We're no, not next week we'll it. talk about it. But I just, I just, I thought of that. No, no, no. Absolutely. I had heard it today. He's, right. he's trying to treat Trade Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Good for him. It's a mouthful. Kaepernick. He doesn't roll as much as Tebowing. No, though. no, no. Like Tebowing rolls as much as I hate it. 
Blowing roll. Yeah, let's hope it rolls right out of here. That's right. <laughs> Am I right hey, about that? Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, boy. You can catch Cal at the yeah. Tropicana Largo. and uh, laughs a lot in Omaha. That's a good room. Jay, have you ever played that room? No, I have not. I did do the uh, uh, belly chuckles. <laughs> belly chuckles. I was there. and uh, <laughs> There's got to be a website for like the worst get, comedy get, club name. Giggle till you have gas. Right. I, I killed, <laughs> killed in that room. Piss yourself. In uh, in Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> like, like every stand-up, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm playing uh, Pete all over the place." Laugh till you piss in in Des Moines. It's a good room. It's a nice room. Just catch the early show, though. You catch the early show. The late show is a mess. Um, okay, so last thing on the jet hire. I love the morning wig hire. You didn't. You come I around. I didn't at first. I. Well, what I tell you? Talk I, myself into it. Why do you love it? This is why. I'll tell you in a second. This is why we're my. This is why we're fans. Michelle, you know this because your dad has done it for fifty years. Michelle's dad, my sort of uncle, cousin, but cause uncle, um, is Trade a huge Trey Trey Jay, I'm so glad you came tonight. My goodness. We are going to get rich. <laughs> my cousin uncle. Um, trademark. Um, no, but he's a huge Met Jet and Islander fan for a hundred years, and this is what we do when you root for the lesser team. You have this magical way of talking yourself into whatever decisions they make or whatever things go wrong. Like you, like I've talked myself into. Because quite honestly, you have nothing else at this point. Wait till we talk about the mess. I have talked myself into the mess. Because I have nothing. Because when you're a Met Jet and Islander fan, you have nothing. Tell me how you think Mark Sanchez is going to work with Marty Morningwig. Okay, this, that's a great question. I know, that's why I'm asking. So, 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 so I know that, Steve. You told, you told me to ask it. Really old married couple tonight. You told me, here, say this. This is what. This is what happens just, when, when we get together live, apparently, now. Oh Once boy. a month, we will be a ridiculous old married couple. Are you wearing I, that shirt again? I think I like the Skype better. <laughs> you going to fix your hair, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. You used to fix your hair when we used to do the show. You smell. <laughs> and it's not good. Um, right, tell, me, tell me why. Here's why. why Connor right. Orr, uh, for the Star Ledger, wrote a great piece about what Marty Morningwig has run, how his West Coast offense works. Uh, he interviewed. He actually did a little legwork and interviewed the quarterbacks coach for the Detroit Lions when Morningwig was coached there. How his West Coast offense works. Okay, so you take that piece and then you combine it with what Joe Caparoso and the boys did at Turn on the Jets, explaining the nuances of the West Coast offense, what it's supposed to mean, and then you plug Mark Sanchez into that, knowing that Mark Sanchez has contacted Jeff Garcia, he's going to go to Jeff Garcia's uh, camp. Did he contact him? Yes, he did. Oh, okay. Daily News had that yesterday. Because I, I heard the plea from Jeff Garcia over no, the that weekend. That was after he contacted him. Oh, okay, good. Right, so Sanchez, is, uh, Sanchez contacts Jeff Garcia, who runs, uh, the former NFL quarterback, runs a passing camp for the West Coast offense. Yes. Um, this, is, this is short of Drew Brees. This is the best guy to teach Sanchez because they have a very similar skill set. 
Okay, they're mobile, they're short. Jeff Garcia is considerably shorter than Mark Sanchez. This is a good place for him to go and learn. Well, he, you know, he did run it in college. And he ran it at USC. And the, West, the great thing about the West Coast offense is its simplification. It's three, and, like Morningwig says, if you can count to three, you can run it. Pretty sure Mark Sanchez can count to three. I'm not after last season. No, I'm sure he can count yeah. to three. So it's, a, it's, it's an offense that he's comfortable with. Look, they're going to have to keep Mark Sanchez. I think this was the smartest offensive coordinator they could bring in to do so. Here's the problem, though. You heard, you heard the reaction to Mark Sanchez at the end of this season. The fan base. I don't care, though. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I know, I'm I just saying sometimes it's very difficult to bring somebody back that is that toxic to the fan base. I, I agree, but he's not going to be traded because they can't. No, no, no I agree. I he's agree. not going to be cut. So you know what? The fan base is just going to have to live with it. And, as long as, and Brian, as long as they bring in a veteran, a veteran to compete with him, the fan base will accept it. If he wins the job in training camp, which he's going to have to for the first time in his career, I think they will accept him as the starting quarterback. If he plays his way to the job, which he's never done. But I don't know if he's going to get the benefit of the doubt anymore. I don't think when he goes out there on the, for the first game of the season... But what's the biggest complaint, though, with They're going to boo him. The biggest compla- one of the biggest complaints with Mark Sanchez, aside from the sucking... He's never had competition. Is he's never had competition, and he's never had to work for his job. If he is in an honest competition, which is something that the GM talked about a ton today, the only way we get better is by competition in every position... I think the fan base accepts him if he wins the job on a legitimate basis. I hope you're right. I, I'm, I'm skeptical. I've, I've seen the way this, tur- this town yep. turns on no, people, I know. though. That's why I like Morningwood, though, as a hire. All right. And the other thing is, Rex said, Rex Ryan said, he's not my buddy, so we'll call him Rex Ryan until he comes on the show. He'd come down here. You met Rex had come down here in a heartbeat. He would love this. Just sitting here drinking beers, hanging out with us, probably flipping people off like he'd have a party with this. Rex Ryan said, I'm going to change the philosophy of the offense. I need it to reflect who I am as a coach. It needs to be aggressive, and it needs to be in 2012 or 13. And he did that. He hired a guy who's going to do that. His track record speaks for itself. So I, I love that hire. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that hire, and I'm, bo- I'm on board with the Idzik hire. Do you trade Revis? No. Do you trade Cromarty? Yes. And scene. Good night, everybody. We figured it all out right here on RTU. No, we said it weeks ago with Joe Cap when we had Joe Caparoso in this chair, in your, in your chair. He was sitting in your chair. I feel like I'm sitting in his chair. No, 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 no. It was your chair first. Yeah, but... um, you trade Cromartie. That frees up $8 million as opposed to Revis freeing up $1 million. Right, and Revis is going to command a higher salary long term, obviously. But you keep the guys that you, you build right. around the guys that you draft. And I, I, don't, I, I don't know who it was. One, one of the guys from Turn on the Jets talked about this. You're coming off such a horrible season with the Jets. And you, this is the first thing this guy, John Idzik, is going right, to do. is right. going to go trade the, first the thing best cornerback like. in the history of the NFL. Look, here's what I'm going to do, folks. <laughs> okay? I'm keeping Sanchez. He's my guy. <laughs> and that Revis guy, maybe the best ever to play the position. Let's get him out of here. You guys love me, right? <laughs> like it's like, like I'm pretty sure like his hand in his pants, like he's sitting on the couch. Yep, that's what we're doing. I just gave Rex a lifetime contract. 
wants it. No, yeah, you can't you can't walk in and trade the I, I, I feel like that would I mean I'm not a huge fan of making moves just to just to appease the fans and not create a PR fiasco. But this one I'm not so sure. I'm yeah. not so sure the fan base yeah, would from this. That wouldn't be good. All right, enough with the Jets. I mean the Super Bowl's in two weeks, the Jets are you done. Know, this might be it for the Jets now until March. It's never it with the Jets though, Brian. We've said this for like seven episodes. Right. Like every like every week, like oh that's different. What they do? What's that now? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What's that? Hold on, I'm getting word, Bri, that they uh, they gave a press conference without their pants on. <laughs> What's that? I'm just oh okay. We're gonna have to talk about that. What's that? A fake girlfriend online for Rex Ryan too? Is that okay? How how annoying was the? Let's see the Jets draft, Manti Tail. <laughs> Only one team to go to. The Jets. LOL, Jets. Hey, what's next? What's next on the screen just went dark? What's next? Well, one of the things I want to do is I want to bring in my cousin. I do. I want to bring in Michelle for a second. Um, she's got to go get her crowd. She brought a crowd down here, Bri. That's great. One of the things that she, she came with, you guys see this behind me. Again, my kazunkle. Uh, my kazunkle. <laughs> Put the cans on. Yeah. <laughs> my cousin is a smurf. She's she's adorable. She's three apples high. She's just stepping up to the microphone. Like he's got a little stool somewhere. Right. What's well, to you? It's a big stool. That's right. Everything's a big. Thing. This is uh, this is uh, this is really a, a, pretty wonderful for me to have my uh, my cousin here who I haven't seen in such a long time. But she's a huge fan of the show. Uh, she's you've been like a year, right? Yes. About a year, um, and uh, all because your dad. Yes. Bobby Ben. Yes. Um, picked up on the show because my dad was on. Right. Which is pretty cool. Back when we had the Swami on, guy. He's by the way, he's upset. Why? He thinks we fired him. Well, I, he just didn't <laughs> renew his contract. That's all. Well, he was just uh, not asked back. He was, he was locked out. Yes, we need to say hi, Ben. Ben, thank you again for coming down. Good to see you. Yes, is Ben your uh, your chaperone here? He is. He is. No, he's Michelle, not a very good one. <laughs> no, you've been I mean, arrested. he's amazing. He's amazing. You've been arrested three times. That's right. right. Yeah. So, really on the chaperoning, D. D-minus. Bring, <laughs> bring bail money. Bring bail money. Um, uh, so, Michelle, uh, grew up in Nashville okay. with Met Jet Islander rooting dad and mom. Yeah. Went along. Went along. Yeah, went along for the ride. Yeah. Okay. So, what was it like to grow up in Nashville rooting for the Met? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, especially, well, there's no baseball team, so everybody's a Yankees fan. Everybody's a Yankees fan because it's a, uh, oh, look, we're bandwagoners. Look at our Yankees hat, which I'm making a Yankees hat with my hands. She's Everybody making a see. Yankee hat gesture. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. Like, my husband's a Yankees fan. He's from Kentucky. But he's out of spite. It's because I'm a Mets fan. Again with the spite. And he's a Kentucky fan. I'm a Duke fan just to get it back. I see. Because we love each other. Right. Because we're in love. It's that's very, the best way to root for right. teams. It's very right. romantic. Right. But my father's probably going to have a nervous breakdown hearing that. So right. he's like, he's what? What? Divorce? You've been married for a number of years now. Yes. Was that not on like the application? Seven? Or? Seven? No. No. Right. I don't know. Please put down your team affiliate, <laughs> your affiliation immediately. So uh, you having fun in New York? I, I am. Is it awesome? It's freaking now? cold. 
at, it's 40 degrees in Nashville, and we're like, oh, it's chilly. And then here, it's zero. Keep walking. <laughs> Keep your head down. Yeah. Shut up. Don't look at anybody zero. in the eye. Don't look at anybody. Everybody's mad. Right. So, yeah. it's Everybody your, is mad. It's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen any shows? No. We went to the Natural History Museum. The Museum today. of Natural History. There you go. That's because I'm, I'm classy. I know all that. I'm, I learned. Um, there was whales. You're, um, you're a sneaker. Yes. I, yes. Now, you used to, you, you did work at one point in Nashville, in music, in... Yes. Yes, I did. Tell us about that. Um, hey, everybody. Vince Gill has a wandering eye, literally. So, that was fun. He Wait, was, what? Okay, it's sport, it's, okay, you know, Vince Gill? Yes. Okay. No, he's he got a lazy eye. Everybody, fast fact, news, news, um, TMZ. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, we were just talking about this earlier. Went to a game. Oh, a game. Went to the studio. We were working on his album. And he was wearing, this is, I mean, so far long ago, it's when Paterno went to Louisville. Because okay. it's Louisville, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Louisville, it's Louisville. A lesson I learned the hard way right. when I went to the University of Dayton. So, I was like, you're from Louisville. You're like, get out. That's okay. That's okay. So, we can, we can fix that now. I'm there, and he looked like directly away from me and goes, Did you go to Kentucky? And I stop, and I look behind me, and I go, are you, are, you, are you talking to me? Which his wife, who's Amy Grant, starts doing the whole, Are you talking to me? From like, you know, and I'm like, Oh, okay, this is probably the worst moment of my life because everybody stopped, and they're like, Oh, oh. And. Yeah, but he, he laughed. He thought it was funny. I like how you just dropped his wife. Yeah. <laughs> his wife. Who's Amy Grant? Well, With a bad impression, apparently. But yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. No, not your bad impression. Amy Grant did the bad impression. <laughs> yeah, it was Amy horrible. Grant, right. Well, I did a bad impression of Amy Grant doing a bad impression of that. Right. Your impression was good. Yeah. No. A, la- a lazy <laughs> eye on him. Yeah. And a wandering eye. Well, not wandering in, you know, and I'm not going to comment. Right. We're not going to do that. Wow. So, who's your favorite Met? <laughs> um, I like the one that looks good in the uniform. Um, the handsome I one. Like Dickie because his name was Dickie, um, I mean, and he's that's from Nashville, that's, yeah, which I didn't know until he was on the cover of the, Na- of the Tennessee End. I'm like, Dad. He's like, I knew the whole time, you idiot. I'm like, Thanks, Dad. Yeah. So, and it's I still listen to the show because I can pretend that I know stuff. Right. And I'm like, Hey, Dad. Blah blah blah. Darrell Revis. Blah blah. And he's like, You don't know any of this. I'm like, I don't. I don't know any of this. <laughs> It's Neither great. do we. No. Right. So what, if you're listening to us, so we're finally fulfilling some. You it's know, a moment, right? Right. Yeah. Something with your dad, like yeah, a bonding it's a moment. Proud, it's a proud family, <laughs> family moment. He's finally like, see, all those years. It happened. It all happened. All those years of watching that Whispering game. into her ear at night when she was sleeping. You know the amazing thing. One of the cool things about Bobby being down there, and I always feel weird calling him Bobby because in my family, as in yours, probably T. Cal. And yours probably too, Jay, with the Italian. That like anybody older than you, cousin or not, is uncle. Uncle, yeah. Yes. And I, when we went down there uh, when I was 13, uh, 20 years ago, um, <laughs> much like Hedwig in my right. early to late 30s, um, I, you know, I was introduced to him as Bobby. It was never Uncle Bobby. Like, he didn't want that. Like, we were... My nephew... Ash, it was right. never my nephew's Ash when he was born. It's Grammy and Bob. Still and Bob, to this right. day, Grammy. Like and Bob. your father just does not have. No, 
No. Which is funny, that was the same name as my grandfunkle. TM. TM. JTM. I hope you're, you're, you're taking notes. We had grandfunkle. We'd like that one as well. Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> that is some reason to Grand Funk Railroad. Um, and also a great grand uncle for Dunkle. Um, but he never wanted to be called Uncle Bobby. So I, and, and that's Did rare. You, you didn't. No, okay. he's always you been Bobby Mac. Wishes. But your dad, because you guys changed your name, yeah. was always Bobby Ben. Right. Like Bobby Ben was always at the end of that. Right. Or Ben. But it's Bentram. But it's yeah. Bentram, yeah. right. But it's Ben. Everybody calls him Ben. Right. Bobby Ben. But he moved down there, Cal. We're talking about, we've talked about this a lot on the show. The idea of living in different places and trying to follow your team. And when I lived in Los Angeles, say, I lived in Los Angeles from what, it was like 99 to 2003. Like, I couldn't follow the Mets every day. I couldn't watch the Mets every day. I couldn't, there wasn't the online capability to follow my team. He moved down there in like what, 85? No, no, because that, no, no, earlier than that. Earlier than it that. had been like about 80. 80, was, right. No, it's, no, wait, I was, I was six weeks old, so that's 77. So he's, he's been down there Everyone, some time. Yes. So when Tom Seaver was traded, he just left. He said, that's <laughs> it, I'm out of here. You know what? I would not be surprised if your father called right now and was like, that's exactly what drove me out of New York. <laughs> was them, was M. Donald Grant trading. I'm Tom Seaver. That's it. I'm out. Joan Payson into the bargain. But, it, like, it, so to follow a team, your team's down there. Like, he must be like a pig and you know what now. Right. Oh, no, what, he has a little setup, and he's going to kill me for saying this, but he has a setup in his man cave. I love him, Cal. He I has a setup guy. where he has. He's like a role model. He listens to it on the radio. He watches some, one uh, on TV if it's on TV, but then he has a computer just for that, just computer for the rating, just sits there, like, yes. Yes. Right. And he's watching the games, he's listening to the games, he's, I just, I love that. Yeah, he has I it all set up. This is why, this is why, like, the, the first time he listened to the show, and we were talking about, like, Ellis Valentine and Craig Swan and Mike Jordan and all those guys. guys. He was like, oh, Steven, that's right, he's a sick meth junkie. Yes. I remember that. <laughs> yes. I remember that, like, because when I came to see you when I was 13, that was the height of my meth Yeah, I had a problem. I still do. <laughs> Hence, I do a podcast. Um... Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And this gift, I don't. There's no word. There's there, really no there word. There's many. There, this, I, I can't wait to put the picture of this on, the, the picture of this thing on the episode page. I love it. When you people see this, you're going to go, PJ, PJ may lose it all. <laughs> like, he may officially say that's the most ridiculous, magnificent thing I've ever seen. They're going to get orders and be really confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We get a ton of orders from New York. I don't know. I don't know why like, they... Like, we're reaching them. We're reaching them. We're getting to them. We're teaching them about the plane. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Our buddy JC makes a great point. If anybody's ordering a ton of the Passover plague, it's coming from Long Island. It's coming It's coming from Jericho. That's probably where that's... Uh, uh, when are you here, Till? We leave Saturday. Do you have anything to plug? You working on anything or... <laughs> he's a he's a he's a tour manager for Cirque du Soleil, which is hilarious. Ben is a, a Ben is, uh, uh, our cousin Michelle's friend is a tour manager for Cirque du Soleil. That's so cool. Not that all of them. Super cool. Well, there's a ton of them. I know. Do you know Ben? Do you know Diablo? What? Do you know Diablo yeah. from Los Angeles? Yeah. Very cool. You should have talked to Matt about that. We used to we used to work with them in Los Angeles. Yeah. Jacques 
the uh, artistic director there. I think Everybody listening is riveted right yeah, now. Right. I just took the podcast way <laughs> into Actorville. And not even like Actorville. Like I took it into our, like Comedia del Art. French-Canadian so, Actorville. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jacques is French-Canadian. There you go. We used to rehearse at their space in uh, Northridge. Yeah. Uh, very. Well, that's very cool. What show, what Cirque show are you turning on? Allegria. Allegria? In Europe. Oh, wow. In Europe. Well, this is obviously <laughs> the highlight of your week. We're really providing the entertainment. You, you better do a dance or something. This guy's all over the place. He's like, please don't dance. Yeah, please don't. Not don't with dance. the dancing. That's, you know, stop dancing. Well, I, tell you, I love you. Thank, Thank you, you so too. much. You're welcome. And it's so good to see you. 25 years, reunited. Without it being awkward, you know. Yeah. Again, the Arrested Development moment when... You're singing Afternoon Delight with your niece? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, uh, Cal, back to the sport. Get another drink, you. You drinking Diet Coke? Go easy. Yeah. Yes, yes. Bobby Ben, Diet Coke, nothing but. She's also wearing seven layers. I don't know why because that counts. Cold. Well, because it's five degrees. And your husband's probably going to listen at some point. Yeah. Well, a hello to the husband I've never met. But we're family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, babe. Um, <laughs> show this, by the way, show this to Megan, what we're talking about. This was the gift that my cousin brought for Wesley. The most, the most bizarre, wildly inappropriate. Yeah. Um, so, to the sport. You want to talk about the Mets real quick? No, I, I, I think we should... We here's what I think we should do. I think we should keep it a little more broad. So we'll save the specific stuff for next week. Okay. Okay? I think we, we still have JC here. I want JC to jump in. Maybe somebody comes from the back. When you say broad... Right. Where are you going with that? I have a couple of things here, nice. Oh, good. I have... We At least it's spontaneous. Right. No, I no, there's a couple of things I was thinking about. Like we we could talk about the Mets shortly. They signed Sean Markham today, big sign, huge. But they're also looking into Michael Bourne. Yes, they are. Now, do you believe that's legitimate? I believe it's very legitimate. Really? Yes, I do. And because they are looking to have the commissioner reverse the ruling. Now, now the rule is, if you finish with one of the top ten picks. In major, you know, you have yep. one of the, the ten worst records if you finish with a top ten pick. Which the Mets did. Yes, they did. Um, your pick is protected if you were to sign a free agent. Right. Typically when you sign well, a, a first-tier free agent. Right. Typically when you sign a first-tier free agent, you have to give up your first-round pick. Unless right. you finish in the top ten, then you would give up that a second-round pick. That pick is pick. protected. Okay. So the Mets finished number ten. Last year, the Pirates couldn't sign their player, Mark Appel, Apple. Apple. Appel. Couldn't sign him, so he goes back in the draft, which means the Pirates get a compensatory pick for this year, which pushes the Mets out of the top ten to and number 11. unprotected area. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, now, we're, now we're Beavis and Butthead now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Cal said unprotected. So what the Mets are doing, it's, it's, it's very, it's, you know... It's just such a Sandy Alderson thing to do. It is. He's it, petitioning it, the league. It's trying to take on a technicality. Yep. And he's he's got a beat. He's got a very legitimate argument. 
Now, there was a lot of LOL Mets stuff going on, though, that they were doing this to sign, like, Kyle Loesch. Right. Like, they're not doing it to sign Michael Bourne. By the way, I looked at Michael Bourne's numbers. Not, I, I'm not. I'm not. If the Mets outfield was not as bad as it is. But that's the problem. It's really it's bad. bad. It's, it's really, bad. It's, it's so bad that people are lamenting Scott Harrison. Signing <laughs> like, with the Cubs. Well, Scott Harrison like, signed with the Cubs and like, yeah, like Met, Met Twitter exploded. Oh, no. Now what do I do? What is, that's it. 60, and the one, the one tweet I saw that was great, which was, um, yeah, we just went from 67 wins to 66. <laughs> Let's just all calm down. You're not, are you an advanced metrics guy, JC? Right. Good. You're a lawyer. I don't do math. I'm a lawyer. Right. So I'm a, I'm a rudimentary advanced metrics guy. Cal dismisses it. I don't want any part of it. That's for the nerds. Right. I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't he's, understand He's a sight it. test guy. He's an eye test. No, but you look at his advanced metrics? I don't. Oh, they stink on ice. I, you know what I look at? I look at the fact that he's 30 years old and his game is based on speed. So you don't really want to get tied up in a long-term well, contract. I'm not go long-term with him, but if you could sign, if you could sign him for a one-year for a one-year deal, never happened. Yes, we're paying Bobby Bonilla. Thank you. Who from, brought the Yankee who fan? Who brought the Yankee fan? All right. Yes, they are. They're paying Bobby. Bo- and you know what the great part is, JC? Adam Rubin, who covers the Mets, you know so well has that number at his fingertips. Like, any time Bobby Bonilla is brought up on Twitter, he immediately tweets it's $1.67 million until, you know, 2030. Yeah, put him in right. He's better than Mike Baxter. Hey, look, let's not, let's not bag on Mike Baxter. By the way, White Stone's own. And he saved and the no-hitter. And he saved the no-hitter. He will forever go down in Met Lore as a good person. He never has to buy a drink in this town again. That's right. Especially not here at Blue Haven, where we are live. You see how I did? Yeah. See what I did there? Um, we are live at Blue Haven, and uh, there's a good there's a good crowd. Out. Megan, I got to tell you, I came in here two weeks ago after I went to see uh, on the road up at the IFC. Matt and I came in because I had a night, and uh, so we came in here for a beer or whatever after the movie. And Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy was working, and it was packed, jam packed, because it's a good bar, people. But it was jam packed. And he comes, he sees me, right, and rushes to the door. And he whispers in my ear, told you it was a sports bar. <laughs> I said, I never doubted you. I never doubted you. It was, it was jam-packed. It's pretty good out there, too. Come down for the Super Bowl, please. Is he coming down? Is, by the way, Megan, is he coming down? Flew. Oh, no. Flew again. Yeah. Flew Real. <laughs> I think the Post has that one, by the way. Flupocalypse. Uh, Flupocalypse. Flu Nation. Flutastrophe. Flutastrophe. TM. Um, but so let's... No, okay, finish. No, no, I was just going to say that um, with, with Michael Bourne, like, it, that doesn't make sense to me beyond two years. You can get him for two years and, you know, $24 million. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm great, wa- I don't I'm great give, with that. I don't want to give him five years, $75 million. No, 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 no. no. And I don't think they would. No. That Sandy Alderson's not going to do that. If look, they, if look, the hallmark of Sandy Alderson is that he's been wait, he he he's patient and he waits things out. Yeah. And the fact that he's even in the conversation for Michael Bourne right now, 
who is arguably the, the best free agent outfielder on the market. And was at the start of free agency. That's what other I mean. Other than Josh Hamilton. That's what I mean. Give him, give Sandy Alderson credit that he's even in the conversation. Yeah. You know? I, I, I'm so surprised at so many Met fans, though, that are so pro-Michael Bourne just because it means that they spent money. Like, these same people that are touting advanced metrics and, like, oh, you have to do this, this, and this. And, and by the way, this is not a pat myself on the back. This is just to talk to you about it because we said it a number of weeks ago and we've been talking about it for a long time, and that is Sandy Alderson is trying to build the Giants. He's trying to build the San Francisco Giants. It doesn't, they won two championships in three years with a largely different uh, uh, lineup, a different outfield. It doesn't matter if I have core pieces like a catcher like a third baseman, like I'm getting home runs out of first base, uh, and I have that pitching staff, you can win and compete. The outfield is not as it... Look, does it stink right now that the Mets' starting outfield is Lucas Duda, Kirk Neuenheisen, Colin Calgill, and Mike Baxter, and a player to be named later in right field? That's not good. They get to start five guys this year? That's, <laughs> it's like softball. They're going to put a sweeper in. Only the Mets. Only the Mets. Well, that's how close they are with Selig. Like, Selig's right. like, you guys want to run a sweeper this year? We can do that. That's fine. You can put five guys out there. <laughs> it's not going to matter. It. It's not going to matter. You but want us to pitch it underhand, too? You can. Yes. If, if, if Harvey and Wheeler and now uh, uh, Snyder. Cindergaard. Cindergaard uh, develop. And Familia and Mejia. If these pitching guys develop you will have a staff that rivals the San Francisco Giants, you can win. Because you can pitch in the playoffs, you can get there with good pitching, and you can get a stupid year like they did out of Milky Cabrera. Or you can get a year like they got out of Angel Pagan. And, oh, by the way... Or Cody Ross in the postseason two year, or three years ago. They've got two guys under contract next year. The Mets, yeah. Two. Two guys. Jonathan Neese and David Wright. They've got... They'll have, what, $20 million tied up next year? Uh, yeah, I think it's like Roughly. 22. Okay, that's it. That's it. All right, you can, you can do whatever you want. And, and the, one, the one issue, and we can move off the next, but I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> the one issue I had with Alderson is that I think he's been too focused on 2014. I think he, you know, whether you add a guy now, if you add salary now, it's not, if, if it makes sense, it's not the worst thing in the world. I think he's just he's put all his eggs in the 2014 basket. Do you think, though, that he, don't you think he tried to dispel that, though? Yeah. He did. I mean, I was like when no, he went I, on with Francesco last week, like he tried, he tried. to tried this idea that like, and, and you know what? he maybe, gets it. He knows that the outfield stinks on ice. And, and, and you know what? Maybe he... On ice twice tonight, by the way, Jay. Let's put a nickel in the jar there. That's it for that. Maybe it's because that's how he's been up until now, but now this year, because we're a year away from 2014, he's changing his, 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 his approach a little bit. I don't know. It could be. I don't know. It don't could know. be. Look, he knows that he has to produce. He knows the team has to produce. They're picking him for 65 wins, so we'll see. Historically bad again. I saw that. I saw that. I saw historically, historically bad, bad again. Yeah, I that worked out well last year. Last year, uh, Michael Kay uh, said that the Mets would be historically bad, and a caller called him on it and said, "You're telling me the Mets are going to win 40 games next year?" And he's like, "That's what I'm telling you. If they lose Jose Reyes, they will be historically bad." How dare you? <laughs> How dare you suggest that the Mets are going to win more than 40 games? You, you animal. How dare you? So when they were like 47 and 41 at the break, people were like calling up like, um, 
historically bad may have been a reach. And he's like, let's talk about Jeter. <laughs> he's awesome. I love him so much. Everybody loves Jeter. JC, what's your club going to do? I don't like, I don't care for your club. No, it's a bad, bad situation. It's a bad, Islanders, oh, there's a scrap going on. We have all the sports on here at, good. We, uh, for Cal and I, we have the Islander game on, which takes us to the next uh, thing I want to talk about. <laughs> about the segment. next segment. Jay is holding up cards, and he's going like this, stretch it out, stretch it out. <laughs> do ten more minutes on the mess. Uh there are. We should thank a bunch of people too, as we're going. We have about 40 minutes left in the live stream, um, and and just thank JC, Matt, Keith, uh, my cousin, obviously, my cousin Louise, who is down here with a bunch of friends. There's people out there hanging out, and Megan, of course, listening to us, hanging, and allowing us to talk, eating a steak, nice. Um, that's a nice looking piece of meat, by the way. That's a nice steak. But no, it's a steak. There's a steak here. We're in a restaurant. Don't. Shame of Folly just gave me the worst, the, the worst look. And, uh, you, you know what you, you were like laughing there where you're like open the door like. Ah. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, a very topical reference. <laughs> it's, it's 1968. You're right by Sam Peter. Once again, making a super topical reference. Any minute now, I'm going to reference Emergency. Remember that show? That was sure. a good show. Can we go back to When Harry Met Sally? Right. That was also very... At least that was in the 80s. <laughs> um, I went to the Islander game. The uh, the opener? No, the... The second game. second game. Right. I'll tell you. I love the hockey cow. I'm in. Yeah, no, it's fun to watch. It brings up an interesting problem. They're winning 6-3, by the way. Islanders? 6-3. The New York Islanders? Yeah. 6-3. Over the Toronto Maple Leafs, who I we don't like. No. Nobody cares for. So what what kind of problem does this bring up? Well, here's what I want. Oh, there's Kaepernick Kaepernicking, by the way. We have ESPN on here as well, because there's a million TVs, people. Uh, and he was Kaepernicking. I just saw it. Trademark. Islanders going to a game. JC, you went to the Ranger game last night or whatever. Did you find the love of hockey? Was there, You're a big Nick guy, though, too. You love the Knicks, I thought. Not so much? Okay. We we have been discussing recently a lot that, for me, hockey has moved into that third sport comfortably into that third. Like, when the lockout ended, I was... I'm growing a beard. That I was ecstatic. And then I went to a game on Monday, Cal. What... It, just a... Just so nice. You know the thing that struck me about... Well, that was Monday. That was the second game. So, on opening day, which was last Saturday... Right. The thing that was just crazy was how excited people were for hockey to be back. Yeah. Like, everybody you talk to. Nice to see. Well, was, and the Rangers are good. That's a good part of it. Well, but, I'm ta- but I'm talking about, like, I was out on Long Island. I was walking around with my Islanders hat, getting bagels on Saturday morning. Like you do. Like, that's what you do. That's one does. on Long Island. Right. You get bagels on Saturday morning. and Where'd you, know, you go? Uh, first class bagels. Where's that at? Town line? Over on Larkfield. Nice. Nice For those table. of you who don't know, Cal and I grew up in the same neighborhood in Comac, uh, so uh, Long Island. Right. But I had a hat on, and, and you know, everybody, like everybody that saw me commented, and it wasn't like a snarky, oh, Islanders, good luck with that. Right. It wasn't like that. You mean like we get for the Jets and the Mets? When I wear my Met hat. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. My hey, bad. What are, you, what are you sorry about? Good luck with that team. I'm just picking up some chicken. 
Why, why are you so upset? I'm just getting Taco Bell here. I just want to. But everybody. But I just want a chalupa. It's the first. Why, it's why, one. Why are the gym a part of this? It's one of the first. The worst one of that was a jamboree. You got one of jamboree. Wesley's a jamboree on a Saturday morning. I have a jet head on. And we're out on the mat. The kids are playing, having a nice time. Oh, jet fan. Hope you're not doing that to your son. <laughs> really? We're doing this? A jamboree? You're going to make me fight you with jamboree. That's child abuse. <laughs> hope he doesn't have a jet. Uh, hope he doesn't have a jet. Really, guy? Really? There are a lot of mats around here. I will, I will lay you out on this, on this jamboree contraption here. Right. For the children, it's supposed to be like a mousetrap. That would have been a message to your son. That would have been a good message to send to what you do. Medvan, good luck with that. Hope you're not doing that to your son. Yeah, I might be. Is it okay? So the thing is, when I was out with the hockey yeah. hat on, I, this is the first time that there's been a work stoppage, whether there's been a lockout or a strike, that people were really excited for the sport to come back. Every time it comes back, there's always a little ill will yeah. towards, the, towards the sport, right. or towards the, towards the, the athletes, right. the owners. This time, it was just like universal. I'm so glad hockey's back. It was weird. And now, how was the experience at the game? It was great. I mean, it was a really great crowd. The people were into it. People were happy to see hockey back. The Islanders won. They played really well. It was a Monday afternoon, and it was a hot crowd. There's, it was a hot crowd. <laughs> it was a hot crowd. It was. It was. Really good material. Lively. The, the overwhelming thing that I felt was relief that the Islanders are moving to Brooklyn. Why? So, like, everybody was back in the building watching the Islanders, and it was, like, this huge common sense of we only have to put up with this crappy building for another two years, and we can watch hockey. You know, like, we get to watch hockey, and we only have this dump for another two years. But it's our dump. It's our dump, and and the old barn does rock. It does rock. Why do they call it a barn? Uh, I don't know. That's, like, why do they call it a sweater? You know, it's not a hockey jersey. It's a sweater. Because they used to wear sweaters. Right. That's the reason why. Right. Why do they call it a barn? That makes sense. I have nothing for the barn then. The sweater, thing was my, the sweater thing was my whole defense. And you, you peed all over that. So that's good. Piss yourself. In Sacramento, I'm going to be there. It's always a great crowd there. It's always really, really good. Milk, milk out of your nose. <laughs> Another, I think another I think uh, I think the barn was another comedy place, wasn't it? The barn. Right. I opened for the comedy barn there. I opened right. I opened for Dom Irera at the comedy barn. The barn. Um, <laughs> only prop comics. Last, only. Right. The, the last, prop. The last thing I want to talk about with the Islanders, and it relates to the Knicks as well. And JC, you you have the children. You can speak to this. Um, uh, and Megan, you do too. Uh, but your husband's Irish, so doesn't count. Um, no, but the idea that our buddy Evan, on the same day that I went to the Islander game on Monday, Evan went to the Nick Net game on Monday. Cause, right, because his, his third sport has become basketball. So he had this decision about what jersey to buy his four, almost four-year-old son. And it's, that, for the Islanders, it's easy. Like, that's what I, was, I wanted to talk to you about, like with the girls or whatever, like, when you took them to uh, took them to the Met game, right. easy. We get them David Wright jerseys. We'll be done with it. That's what you think. You would think that. You would think that. I'd be wrong. My little one. I said, "Who's your favorite Met?" Scott Harrison. 
Who signed with the Cubs today? I haven't so told. I haven't told her yet. So you got her the twelve jersey. I. <laughs> I six. told her you're right. Six years old. Like I don't know how to break it to her. <laughs> Emma, sit down. Here's the thing about. Here's the thing about Scott Harrison. He's uh. He's not going to be back. <laughs> no, Evan sent us. Our buddy Evan sent us a picture with the uh, Carmelo Anthony jersey on. Said it was either that or Tyson Chandler. I didn't know what to do. It was like the slightly overweight superstar versus the really hardworking good guy. And I went with Carmelo Anthony. A little more recognizable. A little more recognizable. You can't go wrong with that. But, but, but the problem today is the players are so transitory yeah. that you you, you got to go with a classic player. You go with no name and your favorite number, or you go with the classic. You go, you go with Willis Reed. Do you ever go your name? No, no. Yeah. Unless... Unless you're a loser. Right. And, then, and then, by all means. Unless you want to get beat up yeah. at the game. Yeah. Oh, I got, here's another great one. You're a Yankee fan. I am. Do you, do you ever go with Yankee, a, Yankee jersey with the name on the back? Absolutely not. That's, yeah, do it. Thank you. You know the neophyte when you see them. Right, right away. Mantle, seven. Never happened. Never happened. Now, here's one of the, the ways that a Yankee fan always has one of the myriad of ways the Yankee fan always has an advantage over uh, pretty much any other fan. But Jeter, you can always get the kid a Jeter jersey. Yeah, in fact, I confess. never going to play for another team. The two is going to become... Uh, it's going to be up there on the wall. Okay. My, my, big my four-year-old daughter has a Jeter t-shirt. That's right. Can't go wrong. She knows nothing about baseball, but she knows that Derek Jeter is her favorite player. And that'll be like the DiMaggio shirt that can go on forever. That's right. The Jeter shirt will always be okay. She will pass that on to her children. Uh, well, I think that's probably unlikely with the material that shirts are made out of right. these days. Right. It's, not, it's, it's, not like a, it's not like a good hockey it's sweater, cool. you know? It's not you know? like a hockey sweater. That's going to last you a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The cotton blend. I said the, the great thing about the Islanders right now is that it's super easy. Like, I just I went into the Islander store and I bought Wesley a JT, John Severus shirt, because that's easy. Like, you know, I'm not, he's not going to be, you know, crowing for, you know, a Mark Strike jersey. We're fine. Now, when we were kids and the Islanders were the greatest dynasty ever to play the game, or any professional sport, because they hold one of the greatest records in the history of professional sports, uh, you, I had, I had a 26 for Dave Longevin, I had a 22 for Bossy, I had a 31 for Billy Smith, I had a 23 for Bob Nystrom, I had a 7 for Stefan Pearson, like... You could do the whole team. They were all good. Yeah, it, it seems to me when you're talking Islanders, there's only one jersey, and that's Nystrom. Nystrom. And, I, and I think you have to grow the hair and Bobby the mustache yeah. and, and, and get the whole look going. I'm working on the mustache. Yeah. But you got to get the blonde and the flowing. And it just the, sort of happens when you put the jersey on. Yeah, it just all grows. Sudden, it just it, grows. Yeah, it's, like, well, it's you, like kind of like Viagra for the hair. Do you guys have pictures? The sweater. The sweater. The sweater. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. do, you guys have, do you guys have pictures like that, though, from... This was the other thing I wanted to uh, bring up. Was like I have pictures from my childhood of wearing like a number sixteen Mets pajama for Lee Mazzilli. Like I'm cognizant of what I'm putting Wesley in for pictures. Yeah, look, I, I grew up Jewish kid in Connecticut, frugal parents. You're we, the one. We didn't have uh, you know like the the authentic jerseys. We had like a generic forty four yeah. right. in some color that no team actually wore. Right. It said like. Sports, not even like baseball. It just says sports. The bees. Yeah. I'm a sports 44 guy. That's me. Right. Rugged. Go sports. Right. All sports. Yeah. yeah. I was, all, a, I, all I was star. A, I was an all star in my house only. 
you must have pictures with. As an all-star, yeah. I was an all-star, too. In, 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 my, in my house? With not in your house, no, in my house. Yeah. What were you doing at JC's? You just met him tonight. I don't know. That was before the fans <laughs> voted, I think. That was your parents voted. You must have pictures in... I have pictures in husky jeans and tough skin, husky tough skin. You were a thin kid. You I was faster. Yeah, yeah, but, but I, we had tough skins. We had garanimals for much longer than I like to admit. Yeah. We did a lot of shopping at Marshalls where I where I grew up. Absolutely. Yeah. My Sears was uh, was staple. A lot of Marshall sneakers, which is like, you, you know, like Velcro. The, the left one would fit really well, right. and the right one was a little off. But you're talking winners now. Yeah. Sears winner sneakers, which I had. Yeah. Look, there was nothing winning no, about looked, the Sears winner sneakers. When we got the winner two, that was a big day. Winner two. Winner two, you're like, wow. And then the air winner, did you get that one? No, they had those. Yeah. No, no, I just made it up just oh, now. Yeah. We allowed to Mom, I really want Reeboks. You're getting winners. <laughs> winners. And then when you got the winners, too, it was like, somebody got paid. What's up? Every shirt, every picture of me, I, it's, it's an ill-fitting jersey of some sort. Or a sweater. T-shirt or sweater. 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 Whatever it is. Um, my posture is extremely poor, but my arms are like forward. Right. And I'm wearing Wrangler jeans. <laughs> and well, that's it. Does, does it Brett, does Brett Favre's a Wrangler man, isn't he? Yeah. He is so, now. You were wearing Wrangler jeans and nothing else? Yeah, nobody, it wasn't acceptable. Why are there so many shirtless pictures of you as a child? The remarkable thing is that Cal and I have known each other since we're eight years old. So we played on our first Little League team together. So there were probably plenty of Little League practices where I showed up in like you know, a uh, uh, Tim Tuffle jersey, inexplicably. You know, like, why are you wearing number 11 for Kelvin Chapman? Like, this, these are such obscure Mets that, like, even Kelvin Chapman's kids, like, don't have 11 jerseys, and I had one. I, I don't know what, did you, did you have the propensity to, like, pick weird jerseys? Yeah, I, I think we talked about this at one point. I used to, I never had the jerseys. I was no, never, I was never allowed to. But now I didn't even have the T-shirts. What I would do is I would get a white Hanes undershirt, and my mother would give me blue and orange markers, and she'd say, "Go ahead, you know, make a shirt." But but, but you know, you, the fact that you're wearing Hanes, I mean, <laughs> it was well, maybe might not have been Hanes. Right. I think um, Sears winners Hanes, the winners Hanes. Right. <laughs> Hmm. But I would, but I, I, I it's like a Gilda over the eye. <laughs> I remember specifically making a Danny Heap T-shirt. Of course, number twenty-five. 25. You needed the twenty-five, right. and then I screwed this because I had to put the stripes on. I screwed the stripes up, and you know, <laughs> right? Well, we made, <laughs> yeah, we made me and uh, my buddy Kev obviously made T-shirt jerseys. Mm-hmm. No doubt, they were all Kingman. Right. They're all well, Kingman. sure. They're all number twenty-six, Dave Kingman. Uh, twenty-six in your program. Number one in your heart. And, and number one in the strikeout list. <laughs> and number, number 875 in sports writers' uh, opinions of professional athletes. Number one in delivering rats to female sports writers. That's right. Uh, all right, so we should bring PJ in. We have like a half an hour left. This Not is, even. We should do the... the Let's do the fun load. Fun load, yeah. Let's do the fun load. Peach, are you ready for the fun load? Peach, can you play the song for the fun load? That was you suck. Yes, yes. 
I know. That would, now, you produced all of this stuff recently, haven't you, in the last two weeks while we were off? I've been spending a little time with the computer. You've been dabbling, haven't you? <laughs> Could you tell? Am I a little, am I a little too trigger-happy today? <laughs> all of these new toys that you just want to, oh, look, I got this one. And how about this one? And That's this right. One. That's right. Good Wait stuff. till I get the studio back up and running. Oh, boy. Then it'll be professional. So, uh, guys, I've been I've been uh, dreaming up more comedy club names. Oh, what do you got? That I thought uh, might be... Uh, I think these are either actual names that are somewhere buried in the back of my brain, or they should be. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure there's got to be there's got to be a Funny Bones, probably in every other city. With a Z. Funny Bones with a Z. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, there's probably a, a, a Laughaholics, right? <laughs> there could be a... Uh, Which is also a bar. I'm pretty sure that I played Riot in my pants uh, more than once. That was in Wisconsin. <laughs> and then uh, I think my favorite, my favorite gig was at uh, Tickle Your Pickle, which, uh, <laughs> which I mean, speaks for itself. Really. Right. Yeah. That's, well, that's, I'm opening a new club in Freehold, New Jersey. Maybe you can come down and play. PJ Laugh-A-Lot. PJ <laughs> Laugh-A-Lot. Nice. That's good. Sir Laugh-A-Lot. Hello, and welcome to PJ Laugh-A-Lot. Yeah, it'll be like a, a Camelot theme. Oh. Like the comedians old. will wear armor. I like that. But the, but the logo will be PJ dressed as a jester. Sure. <laughs> Obviously a jester. Sure. So PJ, you have the uh, you have something very fun tonight for the fun load, don't you? That's marginally fun. We could make it fun. I'm sure we can make it fun, but I believe it's going to be extremely fun. Well, here's what happened. There was an article uh, online, and the name of the article was Nine Ways uh, in Which Lindsay Lohan Ruined Nine of Her Movie Shoots." <laughs> has, she, has she been in more than nine? Oh, yeah. Going back to when she was a, a kid. She's only ruined nine. Yeah, she's, she's terrible. She's a nightmare. And I was reading it, and as I was reading it, I was thinking, you know, that this is, this, she's poison to me. Like, if, if, if I see her name above the title, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan in, I'm like, click. Let, let's immediately go to something else. Do you forbid your kids to watch anything with her in it? Uh, no. No, matter of fact, uh, my daughter tends to gravitate towards the actresses whose lives are full of scandal. She oh. likes to watch Zoe 101. That's why. She's Joan Collins. She's prepared. No, no, no. She watches Zoe 101, which is with Jamie Lynn Spears, who got, like, knocked up at age 15. Amanda Bynes, probably. She loves the Amanda show. She has two girls. That's all I watch. My Cal has two girls. And JC has two girls. You're going to be dealing with this in a couple of minutes. Cal, Cal's girls are, Demi Lovato. Know, are, are a couple of years in front of yours. You're going to be dealing with all of this very soon. Oh, yeah. You watch the Amanda Bynes show? You watch the Amanda Bynes? You waiting for what now? Who's Amanda Bynes? <laughs> uh, it, so, go ahead. You were talking about ruinous things. No, PJ was talking about how Lindsay Lohan has ruined nine of her movies. Yeah. So that probably <laughs> leads to something. Uh, and it got me on the idea of, of whose name would I see 
that would totally turn me off to a movie. Right. You know, uh, Lindsay Lohan is is really high on the list. Okay. You know, if I see, it, I, I just know that's a movie I'm not going to watch. Um, another one for me um, is, of course, a high pitched actor Ed Burns. <laughs> is that the way we can officially describe him from now on, please? He goes. Well, this is what I said. He goes to the he goes to the Billy Crystal School of high pitch acting. Right. Isn't he also known as Long Island filmmaker Ed Burns? <laughs> Yeah. Not to me. <laughs> right. Jay, you're going to need to keep your microphone on for this. It's it's on the ready. Yeah, okay, good. Um, this ruins the movie for you? He writes his own stuff, though. He ruins his own movie, then. He ruins his own movie? I, he's a saboteur. I think PJ is saying that it, it repels him from watching it re- the movie. Oh, yes. Okay. I thought we were okay. I have no, no. He does. He ruins movies and he repels me from watching others. Uh, a movie he ruined just in five seconds was uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yes, he did. I right. Don't... He he had one line. It was awful. He delivered it like he was living in 1995. Took you right out of the movie, and I hate him. He's terrible, and he's got a high pitched voice. Pete, remember what I said about uh, Michelle, what's her name? Uh, the girl from Twilight. Um, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. On the road. Kristen Stewart ruins on the road the minute she opens her mouth. Because <clears throat> Kristen Stewart cannot speak like she's in 1947. Yeah. Kristen Stewart immediately and always sounds like she's in 2013. So in the future then, will she drive you away from future movies? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I've seen her in one where she was good. Which one was that, Adventureland? Uh, the, jo- the Joan Jett movie. Oh. The, the Runaways. The Runaways. The Runaways, yeah. She was, she was a really good Joan Jett. So she can do 1984 <laughs> fairly can, well. That's it. That's well, yeah, she, she can do sullen, mumbling, uh, you know, spurious sexuality, just fine. What is going on here? I've got one. Yes. With the exception of Moneyball, Jonah Hill. Really? You won't watch Jonah Hill? No. I do not like him. Please what? make your case. I didn't like him. Didn't care for him. No. Is that a truth? Are a you blind okay? Superhero? <laughs> Are you a blind, blind actor? Blind you Do you like, like fat Jonah Hill versus skinny Jonah Hill or no Jonah Hill? That's right. JC's taking off. JC, thank you, brother. Uh, buddy of ours. He's a lawyer. So he knows about the law? Wow. I got a fancy glass this time. Oh, that's yours. What are your thoughts on David Hasselhoff, PJ? One word. <laughs> German. Yeah, I love the Hoff. I would watch, yeah, I'll watch things with the Hoff, sure. Have to love the Hoff. He won't, yeah, he doesn't turn me off. Uh, really, Jonah Hill? Yeah, don't like it. Fat, fat Jonah Hill, much more acceptable than skinny Jonah Hill. Stay away. He's he got all, he got all arrogant. Yeah, I mean, come Did on. Did you see like, the movie where he was the bad babysitter? No. Oh, no. Well, it's called Bad Babysitter, I believe. Is it? <laughs> Adventures in Babysitting 2? I, I, what a bad con- babysitter. Never heard of this concept for a movie before. <laughs> what, where the kids turn the tables on the babysitter? I've never, right. never been like, done. How is, how is that pitch meeting? He is watching for you. And then somehow... The hijinks. Before the parents get home? Right. Somebody call Elizabeth Shue. It usually ends with one kid winking into the camera. Get me. Let's, 
Christina Applegate and Chris Coogan. I want to know why nobody raises their hand during those meetings. <laughs> Let's dissect this for a second. Is Cal just upset because they remade 21 Jump Street and didn't call him? I don't know why they didn't call me. Depp, Greco, Greco, Depp, Depp, Depp. Greco, Calvi. I can tell you, I've actually seen that movie all the way through. Have you guys seen it? I heard no. it was good. It's, uh, it has redeeming qualities. Can we spoil Can we spoil here? Yes. Are spoiler we allowed to alert. do that? Just, spoiler just, alert. just say spoiler alert. Johnny spoiler Depp alert. not in it. For those of you who don't want to know about the end of 21 Jump Street, Johnny Depp actually is in it. He makes cameo. As is uh, young Mr. DeLuise. DeLuise. Uh, they both show up at the end of the movie, and they die. Right. Now, wow. should, now should we... As their characters... No, as their hearts are broken. <laughs> my heart is broken. And where my wife just sighed and is inconsolable about Johnny Depp. Oh. That's the best part of the movie. Should I we talk about Peter DeLuise? Do you want to tell the people about that? or Peter DeLuise? And it, as it relates to casting uh, the Comac Cougar movie? Right, Peter DeLuise would play the part of Sam Pete. That's right. Really? Yes. When we were in Young, young Sam Pete. When we were in high school, uh, on our baseball team... It's a period piece. It's a period piece. It's an 80s. It's the late 80s, early Well, 90s. if this was 84, you can get uh, Kristen, what's her name? Kristen Stewart. Stewart would be sure. magnificent. Yeah. She's just going to walk on set and, and brood. Our, our, our baseball team, uh, well before this was popular to do, by the way. Thank you, Megan. Megan's taking off. Megan. Megan, one of the uh, magnificent people down here at Blue Haven. They've been so great to us tonight. Bree, our... Waitress, awesome. Please come down to Blue Haven, folks. Place is super, right, Michelle? It's super cool. Yes. We're not lying. Okay. Way before this was, like, popular to do, we cast our baseball team, the movie. It was right around the time that the first major league came out. That's correct. That's kind of, that was kind of the impetus. This seems funny to about 12 people, none of who are listening. It's a good point. So, I just, was that a downer? Should I, was that saying no? Was that not going along with it? Right. The opposite of what Jay, I doing. Jay studied improv at Second City. Here's, here's how to kill your joke. Don't do that. Funny Jay, bone. Jay studied, second, Jay studied improv at Second City in Bangladesh. I, I want you to, first of all, I'm, I'm cutting Not you off. Not the good Second City. I'm cutting you off because I really want to hear more of PJ's thing. But before we do that, you, what you missed was when you were in the John, uh, I, was, I was giving my uh, names of comedy clubs that probably existed or should have. Okay. But you missed them, so... Um, I'll just have to listen to the podcast. Perhaps you have to go back and take a listen. Or maybe I'll bring one back during the final unload. Okay. P- PJ, who, who else bothers you yeah. uh, as soon as you see them on the marquee? Uh, post-1995, Robert De Niro. I can Fair. see that. Fair. I can see that. He's right. been I mean, a ca- gotten to the point where I just won't even try. I mean, the mole is really <laughs> taking over. His mole bought like three houses, a couple of pools for the movies that it did. His mole is actually getting its own roles now. <laughs> right. Steve, do you have anybody? Uh, my my ultimate one uh, has been for a long time Amanda Peet. I just she just kills every TV show and movie that I might like. And there, are, she has not been good in anything since she did the whole nine yards. That was her first movie role, and like, oh, who's this wonderful person? Ingenue. I she showed off her knockers in that one. She may have showed a thing or two to the screen. That That's happened. what you're waiting for. You want another knocker movie, and you're not getting it. 
No, but she ruined Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, and for that, I'm, like, venomous. I'm very angry. She I don't, stinks. I don't think she was the cause of that. She was. She stinks. She was terrible in that, and I think it was because she was pregnant. Peach, am I wrong here, though? Let's be honest. Amanda Peet is movie poison. She is movie poison. However, the kidnapping movie where, where the guys were in the Neil Diamond cover band, uh, Saving Silverman, that, that was an okay movie. That was a good two and a half star comedy. Yeah, but we gotta give you that one. It's pretty good. All right, fine. She's on my list. Whatever. Who else you got, PJ? Well, get get a little defensive, San Pete. He almost spit his beer right into the microphone. Jeez, Louis. Well, she's on my list, and that's fine. And I'm not changing my list. And Jesus. You know, I was never a big fan of Cloris Leachman. Really? Yeah. No, I'm being, being no, honest. No, I'm being, I'm being serious. To your dad. No, I know it's weird that I'm bringing that up, but she was always, you know. <laughs> I, she was a handsome woman in her day. And now what she's, <laughs> what she's trying, she's trying to be a poor woman's Betty White right now. Yep. So you don't respect what she's trying to do. I don't like it. I think she's a copycat. Where do you stand on Leachman, Mafal? Never heard of her. <laughs> don't care for her work. <laughs> David. I love Leachman. You like, you're okay with her, PJ? Yeah. I love Cloris Leachman. Really? Yeah, don't like her. Over the top? A little too much. Do your own thing. Be your own person. You're 90 years old. Why you do you have, have a to problem do with it thing? now? I have a huge problem with her now. The Isn't Carol Burnett show, or like, you were fine then? I, oh, she, you, she was on the Carol Burnett show. Not what you I, just You just hit on somebody I wouldn't watch. Lawrence. No, Vicky kidding. Lawrence. <laughs> was in that crew. I don't think she, she was, was in the Corman Conway crew. I don't think she was on that. That no. I don't know if she was on that show. She I think she ran crew. with a different crowd back she then. She ran with that crew. Can we go back to Vicky Lawrence for just a second? <laughs> oh, Vicky Lawrence adds nothing. First Leachman's crew. I, I think, think it's fine. I think that Vicky Lawrence has a lot to offer, just not anymore. I think she's really overstayed her welcome. When did it end? <laughs> with the second episode of Mama's Family, <laughs> as it seems to. <laughs> The guy on Mama's Family. He would also repel me. Whoever Jim Neighbors? No, no. They, Ken you, Berry? That is oh, Ken name? Berry, yes. He was in all of the Harvey, uh, Herbie the Love. Uh, He's a that guy. He's a classic that guy. Yeah, Ken Berry, sure. Just, if you keep digging, you can come up with that. Joyce DeWitt? Sure, I wouldn't want to see her in a movie either. Hey, Not listen, right now. You leave Joyce DeWitt alone. <laughs> Back, shut your mouth. I was, I was always more of a Janet guy than Chrissy. See, that, I see that. I can hold on. That's very different than being a Marianne versus a Ginger. Oh, yeah. No. That's a whole different... And I think I thought that's where you were going with that, and I have to disagree. Okay. On Joyce DeWitt or on Marianne and Ginger? Well, see, I've always been a Marianne, but that doesn't mean you have to be a Joyce DeWitt. No, right. no, they're mutually exclusive. You know what I mean? Could, I, we, could we bring this into the 90s? Here <laughs> we go maybe. again. <laughs> Can we maybe talk if you were like a Rachel or Monica? Like something. Also say, it, say it in terms of Melrose Place. <laughs> Locklear. Right. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, another one. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I agree with that. In yeah. the movie? I won't, sure. like oh, I won't go near her. Really? Yes. Really? That's Can I give one. a sport one, by the way? No. Please. My bad. All right. Give me a sports one. Maybe, no, maybe I'll check out another podcast. That's fine. <laughs> no, we don't do sports here. Fine. No, really. I want to hear. No, there are there are guys. Oh, absolutely. Did you draw the correlation? 
you know, between uh, sports. There are there are certain athletes that I never wanted to see on my team. I had one this year. Yes. It was the longest year of my life. Yes, we all we all know. Right. Who you had this year? You know who I'm talking about? Yes. Josh Tolley. Right. <laughs> I'm talking about Tim Tebow. But you kept watching though. I had to. They only played 16 games. Well, that's, that doesn't count. You don't have to watch it, Jennifer Anderson. Who drives you away? Who do you see and say, I'm not watching this? If Essa Tikkanen, this name is going to be nothing to anybody but Calvi, had ever played for the Islanders, I would have been that turned off. Dale Hunter. Dale Hunter. There it is. I could think of one in every sport. Guys, you guys don't know Dale Hunter. Somewhere your dad, Michelle, is nodding furiously. Somewhere in Nashville, her dad is going, Yup, Dale Hunter. Oh, man, he said it. Scotty Pippen. I would never watch Scotty Pippen. Pippen. Are we, are we saying that these guys would be starring in a movie? Or? <laughs> That's right. I would no, never. no, no. We're, we're plugged into sports briefly. Ever. Well, there's got to be musical projects as well, right? I'd never want to hear Scotty Pippen sing, if that's what you're getting at. <laughs> I think Shaq covers all of it. Music, themes, movies. Paxson? Terrible album. No, there's got to be musical artists as well that fit into this category. Like, there's like here's where I am with Scott Weiland. Not interested. Sure, never have to hear another song. Yeah, I'm good. See, but I'm going to start naming these things, and you guys are all going to start throwing stuff at me. So, like well, Scott no. Stapp? Like any <laughs> member of Pearl Jam. Oh, see, this I'm is sorry, what I'm saying. That? That's it. Now everyone's looking at me. <laughs> so hold on, hold on one second. Hold on. So like, so like, who who's one of your favorite bands? Who are you asking? You. The Bengals. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> okay. So they, so they say uh, Bengals comeback record, best thing they've ever recorded, with guest backing vocal by Eddie Vedder, and then you're like, I'm out. Yes. Yes. That's what you're saying. That you, he gets it. All right. We better did a duet together. I don't think I could be on board. Listen, okay. But you That's just, strong. That's strong stuff you're bringing. <laughs> I would so be on board with that. <laughs> can we make this happen? Susanna Hoff and Eddie we make with Susanna Hoff and Eddie Vedder, please? I want to hear yeah. another podcast putting this kind of stuff together. <laughs> Try it. Look, can't yeah, the Bengals? Really? Yeah. That's the first band you mentioned? You know, I thought we were going Guilty Pleasures. No, well, just, is that just... Is, well, we're not doing you that. You know what? I heard not, it. That's what I meant. That's what you're... I heard a great thing on... No, said, seriously. I heard a great thing on WTF, right? Cal and uh, uh, Dave Grohl was on WTF uh, with Mark Maron. And oh, he, time uh, out. Where do we stand on Dave Grohl? <laughs> Before I ever get to that, Jay, you okay I, on I Dave Grohl? I have no problems with Dave Grohl. Okay. okay. And I know PJ loves him. I would clean his pool. It's fine. Wow. He said clean his pool. Pool or stool? <laughs> he said pool. I would, I would clean up his, his stool. I, I would check his pool. <laughs> I check his stool nightly for rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> this actually happened, by the way. It's a true story. Is that a, is that a, is that a true story, PJ? <laughs> yep. I can't go back to the Paramount Theater because of that. You're blind stool-checking rocker. What were you starting to say? Dave Grohl is on WTF, uh, Mark Maron's podcast last week. It's magnificent. He has a movie coming out called Sound City, which is a documentary based on the soundboard from Sound City that Fleetwood Mac recorded on. And a hand, you'll love this documentary, Jay. I'm a total nerd, sure. It's a hand-built soundboard, and they recorded Nevermind on it. 
Okay. And the premise is, basically, he would never have been where he is without this soundboard. Like, the soundboard is magic. The soundboard is magic, and it made, you know, they were a garage band. So, a movie starring a soundboard, I would go see. <laughs> That's right. You are... But Eddie Vedder is working right. the soundboard. You are... Then he's out. Can I get Dan Hoff's anywhere in there? Rick Springfield is in there. Rick Springfield is not only... You know what? He doesn't even fall under guilty pleasure. You love Sorry, him. Sorry, the man is brilliantly yep. talented. But there I've said it. But finish your point about the guilty right. pleasure. This is great. And Rick Springfield sort of uh, comes up in the interview about guilty pleasures. Because Rick Springfield is in the movie and Dave Grohl is like, there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. I don't agree with that. If you like it, you like it. Don't feel guilty about it. It's no, I awesome. think it's just it's something that you like, but you're embarrassed to admit right. that you like. You it. should never be embarrassed. And he sure. talks about getting Rush, the Rush album, like 2000, uh, what was it, 2012 or whatever that Rush album, where like they're in the kimonos and like the male camel toe is showing, and he's like, I'm not embarrassed by that. <laughs> I was at the time. It's not a guilty pleasure. There's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. If you love it, you love it. If you love disco, you love it. So what? There's an errand. His point was, there's inherent artistic value in anything you like. Except the gin blossoms. Except the gin blossoms. Oh, my God. Are you Good serious? point, Cal. I actually really love the gin blossoms. <laughs> love them. But, and Pete, you, you heard Grohl deliver that about guilty pleasures, and I totally agree with that. And it was in lieu, or it was in reference to Rick Springfield. Listen, speaking I've of... I've had that entire interview tattooed onto my back. <laughs> the audio version of it, or the, the transcript? Braille. The, the good thing is PJ's, he's got room. Uh, I actually played Camel Toes back in uh, 1989. In, sure. Uh, not a, who were you? Yeah. 89? So you were opening for who, Dice? Camel Toes with a Z. With a were Z, you middling for Dice at that time? <laughs> yes, yes. I was Before at, Dice I, was Dice. I was middling for Bob Nelson at that time. <laughs> Pete, give me another, give me a music one for you. Like you're not an, touching the album. An, an artist who 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 I will just uh, turn away from, no matter no matter what they're doing or or, or who with. Yeah. Hmm, that's tough for me because I I try to like everyone. You know that. Yes. It it's kind of my thing. I, I'm not a hater. I try to accept all. Okay, there's got to be somebody. There's got to be somebody. I, I would throw better in that mix because I know you. I know you love verses, but you hate everything else. Well, that's not true. That's not true. Actually, the thing that I hate most about Pearl Jam is how much you like them. Other than that, I'm really okay with the band. I so knew that. It's was really you that throws me off. I don't get it. Do you want to tell the story of me singing along in the back seat, or shall I? I'll let you. No, oh, go ahead. <laughs> Before. Well, no, I, I had to excoriate you because we were, we were listening to Pearl Jam and you thought that you were adding, I think, to the experience by harmonizing with every other line. And you were, like, so into it, and I was just, like, so out of it. And I finally had had enough. We were driving back from band rehearsal where I had taken a complete beating. <laughs> from PJ for being the lead singer with Bad Tone. Uh, by the way, we're about to lose the live feed in about 90 seconds, so Bobby Ben and everybody else listening live, thank you so much for tuning in. We are, of course, live at Blue Haven in New York City on the corner of Houston and Thompson. 
Probably the best place in New York to watch the Super Bowl. I'm just saying it. I'm throwing it out there. The staff here is magnificent. Megan, Dermot, Rory are all great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us again. Um, we're going to lose the live feed. We're going to keep going because, you know, who cares? Uh, but, but, Michelle, thank you so much. Um, and, uh, again, check out www.bluehavennyc.com for all their specials. They also have all the European, uh, the soccer, the rugby. They have all of that here. They have great food, great beers. Uh, so, And a special huge thanks to Jay Mafale from the Yaya's. Go to wearetheyaya's.com. Uh, that's W-E-A-R-E-Y-A-Y-A-S dot com. We are the Yaya's. They're going to be playing a festival uh, uh, up in New York this year. They play around all over the place. Gigs are on the page. They're a great uh, little folk outfit. You guys are an outfit. It's cool. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, Jay, we love you. Thank you. Um, and uh, we're going to continue into overtime. Send your questions <laughs> to real time with Lamar. No, uh, but we will see you next week. Say something, Cal. Goodbye, everybody. Right. Goodbye, live folks. We love you. Um, so, continuing. Ooh, I thought of one. <laughs> Ooh, my pants are down. <laughs> Turned into Rodney Dangerfield there. Oh, my arm. I think it's broken. I All I was going to say was, driving back from a band rehearsal, I sang poorly at PJ's driving. I'm in the backseat somehow harmonizing to Pearl Jam. I can't help it. And PJ says very loudly with the rest of the band in the car, you know, you singing along is not helping. <laughs> You're not getting anything. In fact, it stinks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I never sang Pearl uh, Jam again. The thing is, Oprah, um, PJ hurt me. Okay, so- I have a reputation as a bit of a D. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Who don't I like? Yeah, you, you said, said you had, had one. one. Yeah, Chick Corea. <laughs> you know that jazz douchebag, Chick Corea? He puts, like, clothespins on the piano keys and stuff. A douchebag. We're put together in the same Just sentence. because we're not live anymore. Right, we go in the rules are out the window. We go after hours, and now all of a sudden, Chick Corea is taking a beat. I think Jazz Douchebag was going to open for Sister <laughs> Sister Shake. Now, say with Jazz Douchebag. The other night, all right. The other night at Down the Hole, I saw Jazz Douchebag open up for Sister Shakedown. I mean, that's a show. All right, incredible. Shocky there, <laughs> Jeremy Shocky the was there. Row. With all right. Cheetah. All the Rangers. Messier was there. All right. Mess was there. He's awesome. Cheetah was there with his gift basket. <laughs> Jazz douchebags. I don't know so if you saw. Did you see Bavaro there with the shocky jersey on? <laughs> he, was, he, was with mint. Ma- he was with McConkie. He was mint. He was with Phil McConkie. All right. Listen, I got it for you guys. Wicked. Wicked. <laughs> All right, you own you own a studio, all right. And Adam Duritz walks in and wants to lay some tracks down. Do you tell him to leave? Is it Adam Duritz or is it a dying cat? We're, a, we're he, closed. <laughs> That's actually I'm just trying to be funny. I, I think Adam, Dur- I, you know, there's some Counting Crow stuff that I really enjoy. I, I don't agree. like all of it. The music, but uh, I'm talking about Adam Duritz, the man <laughs> right. walks in. Right. I don't know him personally. Right. 
That's where Jay puts in out to lunch. I just... I don't, um, we're all out of microphones. See, but PJ and Jay have to be very careful here because they are both sound engineers. There's a good chance Adam Dur- There it is. You've ruined everything. There's wow. That you guys both may work with him someday. Like that's long, long shot. Subscribe to this podcast. How yeah. do you know? It's going to be when Adam Durr is really on the, on the way down. You know what I mean? I think that I think that I'm going to work with people that are on the way up or really on their way down. Have you skill? Maybe you get Vince Gill. There it is. <laughs> Have you seen the commercial with Eddie Money on it? Right. The yeah. Geico commercial? I recorded that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Pete, you 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 get to work with a lot of people at IMG stuff. Like you have to be careful making fun of Adam Dur. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Right. Absolutely, we we we've you know there have been times where we've made fun of people here and uh, not known that their agent was directly outside the door. He's standing right behind me, isn't he? Yeah. Hi, Frank. Uh, All right. Uh, Peach, wrap this up. Button this for us. Can you? <laughs> well, no. Let's do this. We have the four of us here. Let's do this. Let's go uh, film, uh, music, and uh, sports. Okay? So give me, give me your film and TV, you're one person. Give me your top of the list, ruinous person. PJ, I'll start uh, with you. Okay. Uh, my top of the list, ruin, ru- you're cutting out. I didn't hear you. My cousin was just like, it's so simple. I haven't written. She's like, a, uh, like on passwords. Like she has right. a, she's like, well, no, uh, match game. She is Nipsey Russell right now. Okay, the absolute top, absolute tops of my list for all forms of entertainment, which would just make me look the other way, even if it was like a talk show or something, uh, is McConaughey. Wow. Oh, I can see that. I have no time and no interest for that man. Really? Yeah. All right, all right. With or without his shirt. Oh, please. With or without the southern accent. Well, oh, please. Uh, well, okay. Uh, let's see. Jay. Kevin Costner. What? I love wow. the presentation. Said with a little bit of attitude. Does he owe you money? Anyone who starts a Robin Hood movie starts it with an English accent and then drops it by the second or third scene. Because no. they just went, you know what? Screw it, guys. It's not working out for just, me. Really, just just do it with whatever that is that you do, and not whatever that wasn't you were trying to do. So uh, yeah, as soon as Kevin Costner's name is above the title, I just uh, Jay flipped him. Give me give me a quick impression of the director on Robin Hood after he watches the dailies on like day three, talking to Costner. Oh my God, what did I get into? <laughs> How do I tell this guy? Maybe we just drop the accent. Do you think anyone will even notice? <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> it's, who's the uh, Who's the guy? What uh, are you thinking about? <laughs> I'm going to take the money from the rich and give, give it to the poor. Is there a baseball in this film or anything? Because I usually... PJ and I always had the... Kevin Costner does one thing in every movie. Except act. Right, but we had this thing about like... He would say, like, no matter what his profession, 
I'm a G-man. I'm a fish man. I'm Robin Hood. I'm a G-man. I'm a baby. I'm a woods man. I'm an arrow man. I'm a quiet man. Push too far. He's always a man. I'm, a, I'm an outlander. Push too far. Hey, what's your problem? I, yeah, I just can't get on board with him. He's, I'm, sure I'm a golf he's... man. I'm a post man. I'm a shave man. I'm a G man. I'm a cave man. I'm a, I'm a fish man. I'm a fish man. All right, Michelle, let's have it. Who is it? Okay, it's recent, and I'm probably at the. Lots of women love this guy. I can't stand him. I hate his face. Channing Tatum. Wow. I hate Whoa. his face. Wow. He looks like a ferret. <laughs> yes. A handsome ferret, though. No, no. That's a ferret with a great body. Yeah, we're no, guys, we're no getting, not even. No. We're getting phone calls from ferrets. Hold right. on. <laughs> Jay, put those up. <laughs> ferret, you're on mine too. <laughs> I don't know why that would be a ferret's voice. I would imagine that to be a ferret's voice. A ferret's voice. I'm not sure. Apparently, I'm Larry King too. Ferret, on mine too. Go and tuck it. Go. Yeah, he was Michelle, you're Jay, on. Brian, Steve, PJ. Go. <laughs> we have a tweet from Ricky Ticky Tavi. Tuesday, Salmon Rushdie. Not all ferrets and mongoose are alike. Yeah. I'm surprised. Why? We just watched him the other day. Did you love him? Listen. You have a crush. Let's not make it. Maybe. The other day we watched that movie with the uh, the Rachel McAdams movie there with the, the she gets in a the coma. Vow. You watched that? The Vow. The Vow? That's right. You watched it. And you're like, this is the best movie that's ever been made. I don't want to say we watched it. Did you cry? It was on. You cried. Maybe. A touch. And you're uh, like, I love him. All I'm saying is when he was doing press for this movie, he said, I stink. Basically, he said, I stink, and I'm learning to act every day I'm out there, and I'm trying to be a good actor. Yes, but there are good actors now who don't have But to I learn. like that, though. No, I don't care. I don't no, like no points for earnestness. That's terrible, Steve. What are you doing? You know why? Because it brings me to my guy. Who's your guy? Who never tried to learn. Okay. Ashton Kutcher. Oh, I- they really I strike him back. I did that. I hate him too. He's my second. But that, but see, Channing Tatum could be this Ashton Kutcher guy, but he's trying. He understands that I got here because I look really nice, and I'm a hell of a dancer, by the way. I don't. I don't. Tremendous dancer. I don't watch him in anything. I didn't see him in that, and I don't care. Tremendous. You're not going to uh, you're not going to see the Steve Jobs movie then? No. No. See the Steve Jobs movie. Wait, did you see him in Magic Mike? You watched Magic Mike? No, I haven't seen Magic Mike yet. He Steve Jobs was in Magic Mike? Well, he was a stripper. <laughs> he was a male stripper for years before no. he found an apple. <laughs> I know way too much about Danny Tatum. It's weird. Channing Tatum, though, his first movie was a dance movie. It was like Step Up oh, or Step Up right. 2 or Electric Boogaloo. Sideways. I don't know. There's been 68 Step Up movies. <laughs> right. He was in one or two. Um, and he can, he, that's how he broke in. He knows he's, he was a male model. He knows all this, and he's trying to be a good male. actor. You can, you can tell me. Ashley Kutcher never gave a crap about being an actor. I hate him, too, but I'm not going to like Danny Tatum. I hate him so much. Same, same, same. Wait a minute. Did you see the butterfly effect, though? No. No, and I never would, Peter. Saw it. I saw it. I saw it, too. Guilty. Wow. Not, don't say pleasure after that word. 
Don't you dare. Just say guilty of watching it. Which ending did you hate more? <laughs> All of the above. All of the above. That's, I think I don't know if that was just the DVD or whatever. There was more than one ending. <laughs> there were, yeah, you could watch. And I don't they know were, if they just crapped the bed on the DVD <laughs> or if it like, actually happened. One was just worse than the other. By the way, while uh, I... the greatest cows? Hold on. Before I, we get the cows, while I have a right. collection of people who would appreciate this, we're talking about alternate endings. Oh, boy. Can you think of another movie outside of Clue that did three other endings in one movie? In the theater. This was before DVD and everything. You just brought it up. Alternate ending. Wayne's World. But Clue was before that. Clue was way before that. You're right. I asked for another movie that did it. You're right. Are you looking for something before Clue? Just tremendous. Clue is a tremendous movie. Of course it is. We just quoted it. What's the other one? What's the other one you're talking about? No, I'm saying that. I, that's oh, I, I oh, I thought you were looking for up, one. I just wanted to bring up Clue with this group of people. No, yeah, well, sure. With with PJ and Jay and Michelle and and Cal. One plus we two. thought it, we thought it was a quiz. Two plus two plus one. Instead, it was a conversation killer. I had to stop it was screaming. <laughs> it was a conversation killer. Except turning <laughs> the sides of my face. Are you throwing quotes? Is that what it is? Heaving so. Wow. Hated. Flames. I miss Madeline Kahn. Okay, Cal. Uh, Vin Diesel. (laughs) 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 Nothing. Just just threw it out there. I don't like him. Like it was a 2-0 fastball, and you just got it right down the middle of the plate, and you're like, that ball's out of here. Do you believe his real name is Diesel? (laughs) Judges would have also accepted Rob Schneider. (laughs) Rob... Vin Diesel is completely understandable. Yeah, Rob Schneider, I hate, really? I, I hate him. He's so unfunny. He is the most unfunny person who is trying to be funny. You know what's upsetting? He's our guest next week. <laughs> His manager standing right, <laughs> right behind you. I didn't mention we got him into Rob Schneider. My bad. Yikes. Love yeah. it. What about Chris Kattan? He he tries pretty hard, too. Who? DJ? Chris Kattan. Corky Romano. He's three apples high. He's has, another one. Has he yeah. even made a movie other than the one with the head nodding? Night at the Rock. Yeah, right. sure. Has he made a movie? Think about think about this. He was, he was Corky Romano, and he was and he was the the, the bad guy in. Um... <laughs> there it is. Come on. <laughs> the Eddie Griffin, the Eddie Griffin movie, whose name I can't think of. Total Recall. The remake or the original one? Oh, they remade that movie. Is that a true story? I, I saw it. How about a future erased memory? They did. Um, Colin Farrell. That's right. The Arnold Schwarzenegger part. Who was in the Judge Dredd remake? Judge you, Judy. you never saw his face. The entire they put the Judge Dredd helmet on him. I just saw this the other night. They put the Shut helmet on him. Is that right? And the yeah, in, the same. entire movie he never takes it off. That's Rob Schneider. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Rob he's Schneider. in the original Judge Dredd. But he's. Um, He's just a Cajun boy, though. But but he's got he's got a sidekick who's a pretty blonde-haired girl who never wears the helmet because she's a psychic, and the helmet will get in the way of her psychic ability. A sidekick or a psychic? And her, both. She, I said both. A psychic sidekick. That's psychic it. sidekick. She has a psychic, psychic sidekick also opened for Sister Shakedown. <laughs> they were a prog rock band. You're going to be playing at uh, Tickle Your Pickle uh, in Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> They're opening for Larry the Cable Guy. 
They no, they are, middle. They on. never open for him. They middle. Can for I him. just? Can I just? Am I the only one that notices that Larry the Cable Guy's teeth are too perfect? What in happened a, to him? Oh, He's in a Prilosec commercial. You don't understand. And his though. teeth are brilliantly white and absolutely perfect. He's not also a cable guy either. <laughs> it's all a lie. Everything is a here's facade. The, here's the thing about Larry the Cable Guy. He's the voice of Mater, the truck and cars. Oh, Mater. And if you if you have a son who loves cars, you have everything with his name on it. So I have this kill rat in my house. At all times. And one of the little... <laughs> there he is. Look at his teeth. Look at his teeth. And Larry the Cable Guy and a private commercial just came on here in the bar at Blue Haven. There he <laughs> is. are magnificent, PJ. Peach, they're magnificent. They're blinding. We, they're we have, not real. We have a joke about the little Mater truck that Wesley has, which if you push the button, it quotes cars. And it says... And why uh, wouldn't it? Right, and it says... Uh, uh, <laughs> what else should it quote? Jaws? I, I never leak oil, ever. And it's Larry It's Larry the Cable Guy. Is it really him, or is it that bad toy company no, version of there him? Are, there are bad toy company versions of Lightning McQueen and Luke Wilson and, or I mean, uh, Owen Wilson and, and stuff, and Larry the Cable Guy. This is Larry the Cable Guy. I never leak oil, ever. So Teresa and I have decided there should be a Brooklyn version of that for Wesley. Give it to me. Where it's, uh, I never leak oil. Ever. <laughs> right. The other, the other little saying this car has is, "Look out, ladies, maters fitting to get funky." Right from Cars Two. So I love that you have these memorized. Well, you have the inflection. Well, You've heard them a thousand times. Sure. Millions. Yeah. And nothing better than in the middle of the night, hearing <laughs> just it going off and like Wesley's nowhere near the car, and I hear, "Look out, ladies, maters fitting to get funky," and I'm like, "Who's?" Touching. Why is the car by itself? It's haunted. Speaking. Um, and that one is. Listen, ladies. Made is feeling good. <laughs> All right. Much <laughs> creepier now. <laughs> it totally is Chad Palmentary. It's totally like. <laughs> listen, ladies. Made is feeling good. Okay. If you don't reach over and unlock Mater's door, you dump her, you dump her fast. <laughs> you dump her fast. Now you can't leave. Now you can't leave. Best, best scene in a movie in the last 20 years. It's probably. pretty good. I mean, just really. It's pretty good. Pretty damn good. It's pretty good. Because you're stupid. Who, who did we leave off with? Who's, uh, I, think we went, I think we got everybody. I think we got everybody. That's I think we should, we should we wrap it? Are you ready to wrap, kid? I don't wrap. I gotta go. You got to go. I got to go. This kid's been drinking Diet Coke all night. She's exhausted. Everybody's getting their coats, Steve. Come on, wrap it up. <laughs> There's literally nobody left in this is room. This, is this where we, like, like you have to bring the kid around to say goodbye and we kiss started, everybody? We started the goodbyes 20 right. minutes ago. Right. Right. I got Cars my coat running. on. I'm sweating. I got my coat on for 20 minutes. I'm holding. Give the baby a kiss. Kiss the baby. Kiss the baby before you go. Did you see Aunt Do? Did you kiss Aunt Do? I don't know where our Tupperware is. Just leave it. Yes, we'll see you soon. Yes. No, we'll do... I yes. Don't, I, no, I don't need to take any food with me. I don't... Stop packing <laughs> All right. food. I'll give it back to you next time, only I'll put brownies in it for you. <laughs> Same with my Aunt Dolly. My Aunt Dolly could not get off the phone, ever. You. Everybody has this Italian aunt with the can't get off the phone. 
And her and my grandmother would spend like the last 30 minutes of the conversation trying to, all right, doll, so long. Okay, Irene, kiss Mike for me. All right, take care. All right, so long, doll. All right, you're doing good. All right, no, we'll see you soon. And it's just 25, so my brother and I do this now, like when we're trying to get the phone, like, all right, Scott, all right, so long. Kiss the kids. All right, I love you. But that's different than the, than the person that can't pick up on the cues that you want to get them off the phone. <laughs> okay, then. All right. All right. Good talking. Uh, Tell stretching you and yawning. Uh. You know what? All right. So I got a busy so week. It's yep. getting late. Yep. And um, that's the all right. The- the baby's crying. The baby's crying. Let me, uh, before she kills me, let me go, uh, yeah. Just one more thing before you go. While you're doing that, um, do you remember? <sighs> <laughs> remember when you left your Gladware at my house? I got to go. You had said it tickled my rib cage. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.